Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, what is up, Gypsy gang? We are back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. Uh, this time... Uh, we have a pretty epic guest by the name of Forrest Mitchington. Uh, but before we get into the podcast today with Forrest, I need to give a shout out, as always, to our epic sponsors. Uh, first of all, the boys at Nobby Underwear. Um, I realized recently that the magic of Nobby is when you hit the Goldilocks zone, which is where I'm at with it now. Basically, I kind of figured this out. By going to Vietnam, we had a 10-day trip and we did 2,500 Ks and I needed a lot of underwear. So basically, I took, I think, 15 pairs of underwear uh, and then I was sweet for every day. I ended up washing some, but I didn't really need to. And that wasn't what made me have this idea of the Goldilocks zone. What made me have the idea of the magic of this whole knobby thing is... I got home from the Vietnam trip and I went straight to Perth for three days. I had no time to wash. I barely had time to pack. And I had enough underwear. Like it just wasn't a stress. And I've been traveling a very, very long time. And I have been constantly in a position where I just never have clean underwear. Um, so made me think like, damn, this is, this is why you do this. Because... It's $20 a month and you get a new pair of undies every single month. And over time, that amount of money doesn't really phase you. You're getting a great product in return and there's no, like it saves you time. But also what you're getting is over time, like that's just one thing that you never, ever, ever have to worry about again in your life. And I've just hit that zone with Nobby. And I just didn't even know that was a zone I wanted to hit until I hit it. Um, so head to nobbyunderwear.com.au uh, and you yourself can f- have this feeling of the underwear Goldilocks zone that I've experienced uh, and now I have experienced that. I never want that to stop. Uh, secondly, need to give a shout out to the homies at Boost Mobile. Uh, they're basically the best prepaid phone provider in Australia, hands down. Um, they've just done a bunch of new data packages and they've also just released um, a new plan where basically you just like don't lose your credit and you don't lose your number, um, which is sort of always like the downside of doing the prepaid thing. Uh, so if you're a traveler, say you're 
traveling to like a guy like let's say Justin Brayton who's like always traveling to Australia um a guy like Brett Metcalf or Chad Reed that's going back back and forth Chad has his number that he can always keep in Australia um so you can uh, check these plans out yourself at boost.com.au and let me know what you think um I love hearing back when it comes to uh to sponsor stuff uh thirdly need to thank the guys at Ridge Wallet they have been killing it uh, for us. I uh, went to, yeah, like I said, did the Vietnam trip and it, it was pretty cool to um, to stay light. Um, I was obviously on a motorcycle. Uh, pocket space was quite valuable and I just had that thing on me all the time and really barely knew uh, that I actually had a wallet on. Uh, you get got, I had my phone case, had my wallet and you know, I really didn't feel like I was carrying that much but I had everything I needed. Uh, you can head to ridgewallet.com, use the promo code gypsy gang and that gets you money off your purchase and also free worldwide shipping uh we've had a bunch of people buy these already through the podcast i got a bunch of good feedback from them um and yeah i love the product as well all right what's up gypsy gang we're back for another uh episode or whatever another supercross companion uh we have just finished the 250 heats we uh didn't have uh we pretty much just didn't have time uh we've still been building we've got doors on today in the studio so that's pretty cool um but yeah there's like a couple people like you should get this person on and that person and we definitely want to these i think these could be really cool like with a bunch of us but i mean this like looks good on camera what everyone sees but in terms of the actual studio itself it's still pretty rough um so just going to welcome the Gypsy Tales producer, Mick. G'day, bud. Hey, brother. How you going? Good man, good man, good man. Um, he's been riding motos all weekend. He's a bit tuckered out. So if he falls asleep on us, then that's why. Um, but yeah, this is going to be sick. This is one of the, uh, obviously, the most exciting races on the calendar, the old Daytona. Um, I personally think we should have three of these races a year. What do you think, Mick? Yeah, mate. It'd be awesome to see. It's one of the most exciting rounds. Yeah, time. and if you, like, we always talk about the tracks and this and that, and, like, we really, we sort of just go to the same tracks basically every year except Daytona. Like, you get a bit of a difference in terms of dirt east to west, but really the tracks are pretty much the same. Um, so that's my vote. I'm throwing it out there. I want three Daytona-style tracks a year. You could do it at Charlotte yeah, because sure. that's where they did the, they do the World GP there. Charlotte would be good. What about uh, yeah, Triple Crown format at Daytona? Dude, Triple Crown at Daytona would be fucking gnarly. Um, so, yeah, Justin Cooper just won his heat race. Austin Faulkner won his. We did want to cover it um, and do it all, but, look, we just, yeah, look, we didn't get time. So, not that we don't like lights. We love those boys, um, but that's it. Actually, um, I bloody messaged AC. I shot him a text and said, do you want to come on? Uh, I'll FaceTime you in between and he said I would love to but I'm at the Lakers game man what so, a place to be I know eh? just living his best life old Adam wonder what Justin's gonna say so yeah if you're live uh, trying to watch this live with us now um, I'm not sure like we didn't really have that much feedback of people trying to sync up so uh, I'm not sure how many people did try I don't know so but we'll give you guys the uh, like a lap time sort of indicator uh, oh, sorry, like a countdown on the screen like we did last week. Um, so just try and sync that up if you want to watch along with us. If 
you just want to listen to us talk then you can do that too um but yeah so 450 450s uh the first heat is just about to go out i haven't seen anything like because it's early over here we obviously do these from australia so it's pretty early when all this starts going down so by the time we've woken up like qualifying and stuff's already sort of gone so i don't even know who qualifies first so i'm watching this was with extremely fresh eyes yeah, it's such an early time for us here. Well, obviously, what are we, about 17 hours time, if 16, 16 is it? Yeah, and I only know that because I looked last night. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm going to just check some notes. I've got some notes here real quick. We uh, we do have Townley. Um, he's going to FaceTime us, though, so that'll be pretty cool. That'd be cool. So after the mains, we're going to get Ben's take. He's racing home. He just actually texted me and said that the New Zealand Motocross Championship is coming down to... Kurt Gibbs and Cody Cooper tied on points coming into the last moto. Damn, boys. That's been a close season. Yeah, I haven't really got to follow that one. It's such, That's such a good championship, man. The New Zealand motocross championship. It's such a fucking good championship. All right. We're about to go on this. So keen. <laughs> what did Ricky just say? Ken's like the only dude to finish in the top nine. Uh, top five all nine rounds. Super consistent, isn't it? Yeah. So we got any tips for the uh, for the heats tonight? I don't know, man. Like this is such a hard one. I'm ti- like my one tipping is that after Marvin last week, just not looking good in those like sand sections. I really think that Marv's going to struggle tonight, especially with like the tail end of this, the two fifties that we seen when we're setting up. That looks like a pretty gnarly sand section that they got to, dude. And like, man, for people that it it doesn't do it justice on TV. Like when you go to Daytona. The craziest thing is when uh, when they start practice, like first practice, and you see them in those sand sections, you get more of an idea of how gnarly that sand is. Like before there's any lines, right? You, these bikes are pinned, and then they hit that sand, and it just goes, bought like factory best bikes, just and they just bog. Like it's so gnarly, dude. So yeah, I just, I don't think people fully realize just how crazy this track is. And it's like in practice, you see it before the lines and stuff develop. You're like, dude, this is no joke. Like, it's so deep, man. So who's that? Ken and Eli out front. All right. So if people were just waiting for the time here. 5.41. Actually, I'm going to say that again. Uh, 5.35. So yeah, on the five, that's the hit. Just trying to line it up. So five minutes and thirty-five seconds uh, into the first four-fifty heat race. Chad in fourth, your boy. Another great start from Chad. Man, when he gets the starts dialed, like he's really doing well this year, eh? It's just—it seems like it's either a really good start or a really bad start. And when he has got good starts, he's got good results. Yeah, he's been able to fight for it as well, hasn't he? When he's up there. Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. It's not like he ever would forget how to ride, man. Dude, Eli is Daytona, seriously. Mate, the testing back in Colorado, some of the hardcore stuff that they'd be doing there would suit him so much for here, wouldn't it? Yeah, dude. Look at that. He just flatlands everything too, man. Like these are I think these are the kind of tracks that suit Eli because he rides this same way on just a normal supercross track, but I think that on a normal supercross track it favors finesse a little bit more like you just see he slams every into the face of everything like he's not 
he's not clean jumping stuff. He's OJing and just bulldogging his way through the track. Oh, here's... Dude, shout out to Shane McElrath, dude. He's on a, a 250 in the 450 class. And he's in ninth right now. So he's in a transfer spot straight away. He's got Bowers in front of him. Look at look at that too. we got Dean Wilson sitting up in third too. Yeah. Great start out of Dean, eh? Big time, dude. Did you see him ride at Bilzerian's house? Yeah, I've seen, I seen the start of it. I haven't watched the full footage yet. Yeah, no, it was cool. Yeah. So who they got? They got Bogle, Plessinger, Osborne, Reed, Wilson, Roxon, Tomac. So that's from where McElrath is, sorry. So that's nine backwards. I wonder, like, I really do wonder what it would be like to race a 250 in this 450 class. Like, I could see it being not that bad except for the start, you know? Would you think, like, a big a bigger track like this would probably be one of the harder ones, though? Like, Nah, dude. I honestly think this would help it, to be honest, because you're not getting the out-of-the-turn sort of... Like, all this stuff, you're, like, carrying, like, big-time speed. Like, you can actually build up speed through the rhythm your, section your corner speed as yeah well. and i feel like as we get later into the main event which it looks like he's going to make the main event i think that the fatigue factor would come into play like that bike's just not going to tire you out as much but he's doing 20 laps as opposed to his normal to, sorry 20 minutes as opposed to his normal 15 Oh, uh, that's what they're talking about now, like the weight and stuff. He's He looks fine, like, doesn't really look like he's getting uh, dragged away. Like, he yeah. actually is looking like he could run up the inside of Bowers now. Having a good run on Bowers there. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear what Ricky says. I'm going to turn this up real quick. Yeah, so he's sort of saying the same sort of stuff. Like, it's just... He's talking about, like, the... Obviously, like, the engine inertia and the bike not reacting as much. Which I definitely agree with, man. Like, you get on a 450... Dude! Oh, oh no. Damn! That would have been so sick around How the was outside. that corner speed that he had on the outside there? That was classic. Yeah, he sent that. That was sick. He's on a bit of a different rhythm now. He's got blows behind him. He looks faster than Bowers. Definitely. That, I think that is going to play into it a little bit to where like you could be faster, but that 450 can just always do a little bit to keep you at bay, you know? Yeah, like, it's one thing to catch, but then yeah. you've got to get past us a huge, huge part to it, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. But I mean, dude, shout out to Shane. Like, it's super cool to do that. And then he's having a great season in the West. And I mean, this is, they've been testing outdoors. This is kind of outdoory. So it's like this sort of fits into a little halfway house between testing for outdoors and supercross. So it makes sense. I could really see why he's doing it. Damn, Eli, though. If I'm cooped this tonight with Eli riding this good, like I, I could see... I could see this being a pretty important race for Cooper because he could really get involved in a battle with Eli that he doesn't need to, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Like, if if Cooper is smart, because here's a fun fact. For the last 25 years, only two times has the winner come from a guy that hasn't had the points lead at Daytona. In that long? Dude, 25 years. And wow. the last dude was James in 09. So, history tells you 
that if Cooper leaves tonight with the points lead, he will win the championship. It's a crazy, crazy, crazy high percentage. Big statistic. Massive statistic, yeah. dude. And I don't know if Cooper knows that, but if Cooper knows that, then I'm just letting history be on my side and I'm going to leave tonight with the points lead. What Coop does not want to do at Daytona is get into a basically a pissing contest with Eli to try and prove who is the top dog. And all the stuff that we've said about Cooper, about like his strengths and what makes him so good is that, that confidence and that swagger. But tonight at Daytona is kind of the race where that swagger and that confidence could bite him because if he engages in a battle with Eli Tomac at Daytona like this is Eli's house yeah this is Eli's stadium and if Cooper wants to try and play that game with Eli I don't think it's the move I don't think it's the night to do it Mm. I think you get on the box and then you take that points lead and then you let history take care of the rest Pretty much. Yeah. And I just I just don't want to see Cooper get involved in a battle with Eli tonight if he wants to win that championship. Uh, especially, especially at this place. Like, and you see, look at Eli through this heat. He's so good here, yeah. man. And, like, dude, this is the only race of the year where there's 23 dudes on the start and the, the 23rd guy is just the track itself. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Like for this sure. is the one place on the calendar where you've got an extra, you've got an extra dude you're racing, and it's yeah, you're there. Battling. It's there every time, you know. Oh, oh Zach. Zach Osborne! Oh, I've done that before. Man, that just got deep for him all of a sudden. He pro- he might have had to grab a bit of front brake. He gonna- was looking really good too. He was looking good, man. He was. Dude, how unforgiving is that? He basically had to double the entire way through that rhythm section. I wonder if he had to hit the brakes because of Chad. Or if he just starts... Nah, nah, nah. he just started crossing. So a cross strut by the looks of it, hey? Dude, that... I'm telling you, man. The sand at Daytona, that stuff is not... It's not even sand, bro. <laughs> it's its own thing. I don't even know what it is. I, I don't know where they get it. Doesn't, uh, doesn't look very f- uh, forgiving. You look at that, that was... Uh... It's like quicksand. It's like that... Dude, it's like they got the sand from Jumanji. That's what the Daytona <laughs> sand is like. It's like they got the sand from Jumanji. All right, so Eli Tomac, check it, flag, ya boy. Yeah, man, you just don't want to mess with Eli here. Look, Look at, at him. Eli. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's crazy. There's Coop. Yeah, this is huge, man. This is such a big night for Coop. Like, he's, I mean, he's got a decent points lead. I don't think it's... Yeah, get on the box tonight, leave with the points lead, and you're sorted. Like, we, did, we do not... If I'm in Cooper Webb's corner right now, I'm getting... Like, every piece of messaging that I'm saying is do not get involved with anybody. Just race... Daytona is the type of place where it's like, just race that 23rd man. Just race the track. That's yep. it. Don't engage in anything else. Get it, out of here safe. Just, you yeah. have to get out of it. This is like... It's like the Spartan gauntlet, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, you just, you don't want to race somebody on this. You just want to get out of here. Get out of here. You've made it to this point. Let's get out of Daytona. And uh, what have we got now? We've got... So, uh, it'll be the Supercross Heat 2. So, we're just in commercial break in progress. Dude, this is such a sick race. Like, and in the opening ceremonies, the vibe at Daytona is so cool too. The crazy thing is, man, like, 
day going to this race because i've never been to a nascar race going to this race actually made me appreciate nascar more yeah because yeah. when you so we were we were filming we actually um filmed here for motorsport last year and um we i'd never been there we walked up on the uh on the track to like get in and out of the the course yeah and the bank bro is like i'm like how does a car do that yeah it's amazing considering like they have also with the bikes the daytona 200 is on at the same time the road racing mm. yeah they got bike week there the whole week and having road racing up on that bank you imagine so they race around. around that same circuit yeah so they have an in, in, infield they'll go into but they use the bank oh um, yeah one one part of the bank but they're having a bit of trouble with one of the tire manufacturers a few years ago with the the absolute force that was going through the tire and just exploding like yeah it's she's a crazy place because you like your road racing don't you love it you yeah. used to race eh? yeah yeah for sure yeah so that's pretty sick yeah, love love the love the road racing stuff. So, all right, let's see what the big man has to say. Commercial break still in progress. Oh, that's Wygan, I think actually. That's not the telecast stuff. Shout out to Wygan, man. I actually texted Wygan the other day um, and just said pretty much like complimented his style of journalism these days. Like, do you read much of Weege's stuff? Uh, when I get around to it, I try to because yeah, I do like I do like the way that he he's actually doing his his side of things. Yeah, I think he's got his own unique style, and he really he's taken it to a vet, like legitimate journalism. You know what I mean? It's not like a. I feel like journalism for a long time in a lot of action sports is really sort of broy and clicky, mm -hmm. and it's like certain writers will like the journalists would. And I mean, I was probably guilty of this is like you're friends with them before you're journalists. And then it's sort of just your ticket to the races. Yep. Whereas Weege always put that aside. Like he has like real legitimate journalistic professionalism. Yep. And like even Mathers, I think Mathers does a great job, but I think he de there's definitely like a part of him that wants to be in with everybody and cool with everybody and like i mean fuck like i said i'm guilty of it, the same thing but i don't know weege really strikes me as the dude that sets the bar for like professionalism in in journalism in motocross and definitely making his mark too you see the name floating around everywhere dude. now which is yeah it's good and i think he's one of the best announcers in the world to be honest i'd love might not be super popular but i would love well popular with like I guess people in the booth but i would love to see weege get a shot to do supercross because i think he it's just he just has so much knowledge man like so much knowledge such a great voice for the sport um i'd really like to see him in there for sure all right eli here he goes He just looks so intense all the time, though. He does, doesn't he? kind of regroup between that time and now? What changed? Really, it was just, I was off to a little bit of a slow start, learning to track the lines. I mean, yeah, I was behind uh, a little bit farther than I wanted to. I mean, at one point in the second practice, I was two seconds back. So, uh, I don't know, I just was, was feeling at that time out front there, got the clean air. Um, you know, really just put the track together in my head uh, and just, just kind of did everything right that time. So... That was, that was just the start we wanted to, so... Uh, Dude, it's it packed. Isn't it? So, it turns out Kenny has absolutely nothing for Eli tonight. 
that's what we learned from that heat race. But probably expected that. Like like I said, this is Eli's house. Wait, can you chuck that coconut water that's by you? No, I think it's on your left. On the floor there. It might be old and shit, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Cheers, bro. I don't know how this coconut water's going to go. It's been sitting in here for a couple of days. We'll see in a few hours. I know. I smells alright. I doubt this stuff needs to be refrigerated. Surely not it's water. At the Wait, base. have you ever had this stuff? No. Nah. Fucking best shit ever. The chocolate. They do this cho chocolate coconut water, and it's like better than chocolate milk. Really? Yeah. No shit. Shout out to them on the show. I know, dude. I actually would love... If you are watching Coca Bella Coconut Water, which I doubt you are, help us out. Get us through these things. Justin Starling. Dude, he used to be such a good... He's from Florida, man. He used to be such a good amateur. So who we got here. Oh, let's see. Joe. Joe's in Fox, finally. We need Joe to be in some cool gear. He's always been in like this... Like, no, I shouldn't say shit. He's always been in the least quote-unquote cool gear in the in the business. What do you reckon of the Marv, Marv gear, the Thor gear for this round? Man, Thor just doesn't do it for me anymore, eh? Mm. Joe out with a pretty good start. Oh, Coop. That's Coop down. Oh, no. Yeah, he got up quick, though. And Marv. Marv is way back. Marv is way back. Sealy. So we got Baggett, Sealy. Is that Starling in it third? Is. It's, I think it is on Hasfana. Yeah. All right. So five minutes and 30 in heat two. We're going to get these going live. So we'll actually, you won't have to do that shit. But How's Baggett's form for this part of the season? He's just, well, actually the whole season. He's, he's just been so, good. Yeah, he's just good, man. Dude, Cole's pushing hard. I'd love to see Cole get a good result, man. That crash last year was so bad. It 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 affected him for a long time, hadn't it? Too like you mm -hmm. see him starting like midway through the season, oh. getting more confidence back. Oh no, that's Subirayas in third. So I don't know who that is. Ben Lemay, Hill, Savachi, Webb. So Webb's in a transfer spot. Yeah, he picked that up quick. Mm, dude, he had mad intensity. Like it's funny, people always criticize Eli for not. Yeah, there goes Cole. Yeah, he looked aggressive, man. Like, really aggressive. Quick. Dude, that's a fast section. Look at that. Yeah, that is... That's sick, When you dude. see a 450 bogging down so much out of that. Dude, Ricky, you did a good job. That's a sick place to have a sand turn like that. Just full break, max power on a 450. Just burying it. There's no other way to do it either. Sealy's looking really good too. Look at him. He's one of the best looking riders. Him and Christian Craig are some of the best looking riders ever. Style-wise? Dude, for sure, yep. man. And I love that Sealy got 14. Like, because he is the modern day Kevin Windham. He's tall. He's super smooth. He's so stylish. I really do believe that that number could not have gone to a better dude. Plus, he's on a factory Honda. And the way you see him in, like, you you may have worked with him, I'm not sure, but the way you see him in the media, he just handles himself so well, too. He's just so a cool, cool yeah, yeah, he's just a cool, nice dude. Like, that's exactly who he is. There's no fake shit with Sealy. Like, he is just that nice and that cool. And probably too nice and too cool at some points, you know? And that gear actually looks really good as well. But Troy Lee rarely makes bad gear. 
Baggett's still there, though. Yeah, for sure. Zafachi in third. What else we got? Webb up to fourth. Shut the front gate. Just sure. chill, broski. Marv, um, Marv got up pretty quick after. Like, he was well back. Yeah, he was way behind Marv. So he must have had a good good last lap. So he's, picked, well, he's picked himself up to eighth now. You know what we need to get is when we get the internet a bit more dialed down here, we need to get you with the lap times so that you can actually read some lap times out to us. That'd be pretty sick. Here we go. A bit of heart rate. Yeah, that would be cool. Bit of heart rate action. What have we got here? 170. 171 for Coop. That's not that bad, really. Yeah, here comes Baggett again. Damn, the Good boys section. out front. Yeah, this is sick. Baggett never seems to ride dirty either. You got two guys up here that don't, hey? No, nah, they should be a good battle between, yeah. like, clean battle. Yeah, Ricky just said that he could have forced the issue. He for sure could have forced the issue. But Savachi's so close, man. Like, you really don't want to be doing that shit. Dude, I could see Webb winning this fucking heat race if these guys get weird. Look at him now. He's got Savachi. Oh, he's just about to pass Savachi. Savachi, don't be a dick. Savachi's the one dude that could take you out at all times. I feel like they're pretty close in age, too. Yeah. I think I feel like Savachi's probably a little bit older, but what's going on at the front? I just heard crowd noise. It's so sick how many types of dirt they always bring in as well. Yeah, these guys are battling. This is one of the best heat races of the year, really. For sure. See, let's have three of these tracks a year, man. This is so much cooler. Oh, way to nail that section, nice Cole. Section. Cole rode well last weekend, too. Listen dude. to those fans, Here comes Savachi. Yeah, the fans are pumped, dude. This is such a sick event. This is going to be a four-way battle yeah. right now. So we got a minute and two seconds to the uh, checkered flag. Well, to the last lap. Spread, spread over two sec just over two seconds. Oh, no. Oh, God damn, Webb is riding like he has nothing to lose right now. I feel like this is a critical first turn, though. Like, you really do need a good gate pick. Like, what Webb's doing might seem silly, but it makes such a big difference come main event time. I really, really think, though, that Webb just needs to race for second tonight. But on the flip side is, like, it, you could almost... If he beats Eli at, like, Eli's track... Dude, look where Marv is. Marv's back to fifth. So I'm going to eat my words on saying that he's going to struggle tonight because, dude, Webb, what? Oh, oh, bro. Holy fuck, Webb. Don't do that. See, so that's what aggressive. I'm saying, bro. You can't. And he's still going for it. Look at this. Dude. Oh, he's doing way too much right now, man. He obviously feels amazing, though. Final lap. Dude, this has been the best heat race of the year. So he's going to oh. try and slingshot around like he did with... Uh, he's running that inside line. Dude, just chill, Coop. And this track, look at the lines it's offering, too. Yeah. There's two or three lines in nearly every spot. 
I wonder if they're better though. I mean, there's always one fast line, but you're right. There definitely is passing options. Webb don't give a fuck, bro. And like, look, holy shit. You know, you look at what Ken did in that last round. Like, this is chalk and cheese. This is the tale of the championship really here. Like, Ken didn't really have anything for Eli, didn't really throw it down in that heat race. And he just sort of played like that smart, that smart race, got a second, good gate pick into the main. And then if you contrast that, oh, why oh. did they switch the camera right then? I suppose they had to. Dude. Fuck, how many times can Cole get past on the last lap? It's but yeah, I mean, that's the... Uh, that's the tale of the championship. Like, Coop is risking it in a heat race to try and get a second. Mate, that guy wants it. Like, he was down he in wants the first it turn. Bad. Yeah. Bro, you're so right. Down in the first turn in the heat race and then comes back to get second. Look at Savachi's move. Yeah, he don't give a fuck, bro. Wow. How many times has that happened to Sealy? I know, dude. Like, that's what I'm saying. He's so cool and he's so nice, but, like, that's what gets him in, in trouble. Bag it. The baguette. Another another one. I know, man. Another hero. I wonder how many he races he's won. He'll be up there tonight. Oh, Cooper, man. That stressed me out. Yeah. That fully stressed me out seeing that shit. I thought he was fucked. How confident and comfortable must he be feeling? Like, you see him coming through that. He's just pushing everywhere. And it's, he, looks, he looked more comfortable tonight than what he did at oh. the main event last weekend. Last you know week I mean? wasn't good. Like that yeah. was a that was a battle, wasn't it? Yeah, he really yeah. had the battle. Obviously, he won, but there was it was a battle to get there. Well, we spoke about that. Like, that's a really good sign that he won, even when he wasn't feeling awesome. Yep. So yeah, to even win on your worst. But that's what they say, you know. Day. Championships are won on your bad days. Yep. Let's see how Chad's feeling. See if we can get a text back from the big dog. Fucking name dropping. Wish we had Adam coming on. Would have been bloody good. Sitting down at the uh, the Lakers, eh? I know, man. Just living his best life. Wonder, um... Might try and get Ben on FaceTime real quick. But I, we just won't be able to show the video. Audio... Ben T. Yeah, here we go. Sorry, these little bits might be a little bit boring in between races, guys. We're trying to make them entertaining, but it must be still the race. Ben's at the uh, last round of the New Zealand Nationals. No, nah, no good. We'll call him back after. I'll just message him. Hey, have you got the charger for your laptop? Yeah. Could you hook it up? Because this thing's about to go flat. For sure. Thanks, bruh. 
Maybe we'll probably just cut these, I reckon. So it's just. Oh, here comes Ben. Oh, it's not. He's calling, but it's not a. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, it's, you sound really good this week. Thanks, bro. Bro, yeah, you got me, dog. Are you watching it? Yeah, that was epic. Yeah, that's probably like the heat race of the season, right there. That's like how racing should be in Supercross, dude. I totally agree. How's Cooper, man? He was down for like a long time, too. How good is this track layout, man? Big long lane, yeah, no, I'm the little east bends. I'm frothing it. Wait, how good is it to put... I just said before on the thing, like, how good is it to put uh, the sand right at the start like that? Because you'd be on, like, all the way hard brakes on a 450 just to full pin through that sand. Yeah, yeah. Do you... Yeah, no, it's good, man. It's a good track. What year did you race Daytona? 07. Do you remember the sand being crazy? Yeah, it was wicked man it was just it was the best race of the year for me like just wanted to go there you know watching it always and wanting to go there it was uh, so exciting and then I won it so I was <laughs> did you win it in 07 you bloody savage yeah stupid yeah. stupid question you won almost everything that year so you know, it, was, it was good it's a cool race what um what do you want to do tonight like do you, when do you want to do it I'm Ready to go whenever you want. You're on now, bro. Oh what? Yeah, man. I'm buddy. I'm uh. I'm. You're on. You're in the microphone now. Oh awesome! Can people hear me? Oh well, it's not live yet, but we'll um. I think by oh. by next week it'll be live. Like we're we're gonna post this on YouTube pretty much straight after the race. Oh, work it. Yeah, so, but no, I just thought... I've been looking forward to doing this, eh, for a while. Yeah, man, we've been talking about it for so long. It's just been the studio, dude, just trying to get the studio ready. We've been dropping the ball hard, haven't we? Bro. Leave me alone, bro. (laughs) I'm trying to organize to come to your house next week. Uh, Nah, yeah, we, we didn't even have doors on this place until yesterday. So, um... Yeah, what do you what are you thinking after seeing them heats? Who's uh? It's pretty much Eli's house, right? Um, I don't know, man. Coop gets the start. It'll be a it'll be a race. Bro, I I was sort of just saying before then. Fitness is like fitness is best it's ever been, and I think I I think I can go toe to toe, and I think yeah, I, I don't know. At the moment, you give the 
Yeah, you'd have to give the advantage to Coop for sure, right? Right now, just based on form, but then like two weeks ago, you like thrashed them in a 10-minute race from 11. It's a hard, it's, it's a hard one. I, I think it, if they both get a good start, then, you know, the, uh, it's bound to be a pretty knockdown drag out, I'd say, all the way. The thing is, though, like I was saying before, so there's a stat, right, that basically the winner... Uh, so whoever has the points lead at Daytona in the last 25 years only two people oh, oh, there ha- go. I'm telling you only two only two people who haven't had the points lead at Daytona in the last 25 years have won the championship and one of them was James in 09 so How like those two people one of them was James and then the other one was literally 25 years ago I don't even know who it was so I don't know if you, James, who was leading at Daytona when James it was in 09. Probably was Chad. Or... Yeah, probably. I don't know. Yeah, 09 when Chad was on the, cow, on the Suzuki. Yeah, right? he was on the Suzuki. So, I don't know, man. I feel like if you're Cooper, like, do you even want to get in a battle with Eli at Daytona? Oh, of course he's coming, man. Cooper's like, he's like... He's like a um, Rottweiler, dude. He just wants to scrap. He just wants to fight every dog at the dog park. <laughs> yeah. And like... He's a scrapper, man. He's from New York. Yeah, true, man. Yeah. No, I definitely I definitely agree with you on oh, that. Is he from New York? Maybe he's not. No, nah, he's Maybe from he's North Carolina. From he's from North Maybe Carolina. Not. But they're gangster there up there, too. But yeah, man. Lucky I pulled myself up on that one. No, nah, I was going to say North Carolina, but it's kind of the same thing. Mm. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I feel like... I feel like I'd be... like he's from New York. Yeah, yeah, he does, though. I feel like I'd be just trying to take the points lead and just peace out, though. But it's like, if he could... What would the momentum do for Coop if he could beat Eli at Daytona? Oh, I don't... I don't think there's an issue there, but There's no issue there. You just don't think he cares anyway? None whatsoever. Mm. It's, it's cool to... You can't add much more cream on top. Like, he's already... He's rolling, but, like, there's not much, too much more momentum needed. Mm, that's a pretty good point as well, eh? Like, he's already won over half the races. Yeah, no, like, he's rolling. And did you just see, like, he went down on the deck, he made a couple of, like, fairly sizable mistakes, and he still was right there, you know, not far behind bag of the lead. Like, he's going back to the truck right now, he's going... He's pissed off because he's he's first of all went down, and then he's pissed off on himself because he's made a couple of mistakes, and he's still got second. So he's going, I got this all day long. If I get myself outside through that sand section in the top three, I'm like, that's me all day long. That's what's going through his mind. Mm. Yeah, definitely, dude. And what about um, what about that little? over the bars sort of near miss that he had like is that does that stuff phase you when you're in the heat of that like will, will that enter in his mind at all and be like ah oh, man maybe I should just back down a bit or you just don't think uh, that like, nah maybe just only at Daytona because what happens there like the way that the track breaks down you've got to be mindful of the line choice a lot more than mm than most supercrosses. I mean, some of the supercrosses on the East Coast get pretty gnarly, but obviously Daytona's, like, that's real extreme, and you just got to be a little bit smarter with the way that you 
first of all about the way you attack those lines and secondly the line that you decide to take because you've got to respect it a little bit more and just uh you know did you see that like that one time he took the, that right down the left hand side of those moguls after that long mm. rhythm lane like that'll become faster and faster because it's going to be you know probably the, the uh, smoothest line and he'll be off to just little things like that mm. you're going to start to see them really and Coop's really really good that's literally what won him the main event last weekend is how tight he was going before the finish so he's so good at picking up on those uh, tight inside lines Dude, so I think I think the I think the KTM is just so good at getting to those lines, dude. Like when I would be at the test track with Dunge, you could just see all day, man. Like he would just go tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter, and that was one of the things that a lot of other yeah, bikes that but, you just couldn't but, sort of you didn't see him doing as much. Yeah, but both of those guys, their riding style, because obviously like I like always critiquing you know riding technique yeah and both of them sit a lot more than most riders Dungey sits the most out of any pro I've ever watched mm. and then Cooper's not far behind them so they sit a lot so for them to get to a tight line because they sat a lot earlier than most it's they feel a little more comfortable whereas mm. most riders stand a little deeper and then there's that whole transition and then it makes the the tighter line just feel a little more awkward whereas for them they're used to being in that sort of seat a lot a lot more a lot longer yeah and if you look at it yeah it does for sure and then dude kenny is the exact opposite kenny's got that evert style where he stands a lot longer which that puts a lot more pressure on your front end which then means you're probably having to take a little bit away from your front end feel right so what happens is when you transition that much later right then everything happens later whereas if you've sat a little earlier the bike's all settled ready for that um, for that apex a little earlier mm. and yeah and it's sort of it's give and take some turns it's obviously better but you know so that goes back to what I, how, I, how we started this is because because he is going to um you know, be sitting a little earlier, those lines are going to get tight and it's going to get gnarly. You know, like, there's a couple of obstacles there that those top guys, if they keep jumping them and you get 20 minutes in at Daytona, it's going to be brutal. And if they can keep doing it, they'll yard guys. I mean, you saw uh, Coop made that mistake, start of that final lap, mm. and then coming across the mechanics area, clearly didn't do that quite. And Coop did that quad and, and made up a bunch of time just doing that quad. Now, you add that up over a 20 minute moto, it's going to be, that's going to be massive amount of time just in one jump. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah, dude, that's like really good insight. I definitely, definitely don't see it the same way that you see it, that's for mm. sure. And that, uh, that line at the end after the finish, that's going to be a big, um, big moment in the race at some points if, if it's tight like if you go on wide and slingshot out uh, you saw Coop get who did he get by uh, well he, he got by Savachi there and then he almost got by Sealy there as well yeah he kind of checked up a little bit like he was sort of almost too early mm. you know or, or Sealy was uh, a little slow through there so why well, didn't tell me about the first heat I, I just caught the finish Eli Eli won 
Yeah, I was going to ask you what. Yeah, dude, Eli just won and it was just Checkout City, dude. Like, Ken. Yeah, pretty much him and Ken and then Dean and Chad, and that's pretty much the way it stayed. Who did. Did uh, did Chad get caught in the end there? Yeah, Chad. I know he's having the battle with. Um, who was it? We had. We were still sort of half setting up, so I didn't didn't really Dean, get to see all that one. But Chad. yeah, Eli just checked out on on Ken pretty much. So it's <coughs> Zach Osborne crashed. Yeah, that's right. And then Zach Osborne actually was riding pretty good. Mm. He he went over the front in the sand. Um, but yeah, so it was Dean. I, I caught that. Yeah, Reedy was looking. Uh, Reedy was looking pretty good. He. Bike setup looks a little different to what it has at the start of the season, man. It's not not looking the same. I reckon they've made some changes that it doesn't quite look. It looks good, is what I mean, but it definitely made them made some gains there. But from what I saw watching it, yeah, yeah, he. Um, I mean, he's the kind of guy where he definitely needs the bike to feel good, right? Yeah, sure, but he's also like, in a pretty good. Sport. I'd say mentally at the moment just the way things have been rolling and whatnot, you know and you know he he feeds off like if he gets that good start especially in this day and age for him you know he gets that good start he's gonna give it a little bit of extra weedies out there you know yeah you yeah know, it's the, obviously years gone by he had the ability to probably get a sixth or seventh place start and work his way through but he's probably not quite able to do that anymore Mm. Um, with all due respect to him, you know. The, the, oh, he knows that too. More due to the depth, or, or more due to the depth of, of racing in this day and age, to be fair. Yeah. But uh, if he gets up the line, I'd say he's probably got a top five in him, five, six, something like that. Yeah, I think so, man. I think, um, uh, yeah, you're right with him. Like, it is just all about that start, eh? Because... I mean, it's especially at Daytona, like you were getting pumped. Like I was saying at the very start when we started rolling, like I don't think people, I don't even know if TV does that sand justice, eh? Like it's such a weird sand that they bring in and it just sucks everything out of the bike, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's nuts. It's like, you know, it's just, I guess it's the, the way that it breaks down is what makes it so gnarly and it becomes more more of an outdoor feel in the lines you know like quite a lot of chatter and holes and it's just it's just rugged you know like it, mm. it is really sort of just rugged compared to most supercross tracks and yeah so it'll be um it'll be interesting what about lights and Faulkner wipe the table there or not yeah so Faulkner walked away with the first one pretty easily uh, we were setting up through that as well but yeah Faulkner sort of whole shot and checked out and then uh, Justin Cooper won the second one pretty easily that yeah, dude that's not a surprise at all he's so fast bro mm. no, tonight I, I would have picked him to be on the podium Cooper tonight, really uh, this is his type of track man yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's one of the guys, like, you always hear people talk about how fast he goes at the test track as well. Uh, dude, we just got to... Are you watching it now? No, there's something on right now. Yeah. L- back to the screen. Yeah, LCQ's on. They just had a, a bit of a, a bingle in the first uh, first turn pretty bad, so they just had the red flag, the, uh, the LCQ, which sucks. Oh, so there's... Uh red flag mm. yeah so one of the a couple of the dudes went down the first turn the second dude looked like he was definitely unconscious Ooh. which is not good no good at all Mm-mm. how um how much did you like 
obviously the bike setup is like a big thing um, for Daytona. Like, how much did you actually change the bike setup when you raced it? Yeah, it's real interesting. So I, I remember asking Bones about this at the, you know, back back when I raced there, and he told me they sort of went about like a about fifty percent between my normal Supercross setting and an outdoor motocross setting, about halfway between these seats. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting because you, you obviously still have quite um, gnarly type of rhythms, but you obviously have that, you know, like, like I said, those, those drastically different holes and the way that the ground breaks down and you just start in the air. I mean, I'm sure you could, without a doubt, most people would probably still run, or, you know, a lot of you know, teams would still run supercross settings, but, you know, these with that, that little... You know that little extra ten percent that you're looking for, and, yeah. and we obviously made that change just for that, just for that round. We also like I think, well, I was you know probably in a pretty um, luxurious place. We had a track that was designed to do sort of fifty percent of the supercross track, and then you'd jump off and you'd have a rugged sort of outdoor section. On yeah. the motocross track for about 30 seconds and jump back on the supercross track and that to me was obviously you know there's the suspension setup adjustment it was helpful but that was really helpful to me because you've been riding on a clay track you know for what starting in October all the way through to what are we now you know start of March and, yeah. and just trying to get a feeling of you know hanging letting the bike sort of move around and be a little bit looser that to me was a big benefit uh, losing it to Daytona for sure yeah and I, the track I ran was, is it was a real I don't really enjoy the layout uh, at all it was kind of had these really two little um, dog legs in it and you went so you went in like a rhythm lane and you did a 90 left step on step off 180 right step on step off and then back into a rhythm and whoops or something and then 90 on off 180 on off, 90 back on, and it had these, didn't have much float, it was kind of a real, yeah, it was, wasn't a very enjoyable uh, layout, that's for sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that... But they kind of served that up, you know, like, that's the thing about Daytona, it's sort of not your typical type of a racetrack, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think, um... Oh, that's one of the things I was going to ask you next was if you, because nowadays everyone does that, um, basically makes a Daytona track. I didn't know if you guys did that at Ricky's back then, or maybe it, was it publicized that you guys did that, or was that sort of still on the down low? Uh, I don't know. I think they keep it pretty, they keep a lid on things, um, back then, you pretty much eh um yeah so i guess like if you it's like you almost you know your bikes when it's 50 percent and it's in between the motocross and the supercross like you're never really going to be able to get the bike all the way where you want it but is it almost more valuable that you just get used to it because you sort of are going to know what the bike is and isn't going to do sure and that's where like you've got to 
that's where you've got to become comfortable with being uncomfortable a little bit, if that mm, makes sense, you yeah. know, and just trying to, you know, let, let the bike do its thing to a certain extent and really, you know, not be too precise. I guess that's where you'll see guys like Eli and, and Cooper where they're able to, you know, just let it hang out that little bit more and um, not, you know, not worry too much about the precision, just as, you know, I guess... Uh, you know, from what this track looks like, there's probably um, quite a lot of precision involved in those big rhythms. Yeah. Then there's, you know, a good percentage of track that's quite sort of rugged and gnarly. Though. I mean, those whoops are really quite quite gnarly from, you know, from what I saw. Uh, only seeing that, that second heat race, they look pretty gnarly. So Cooper Lake, uh, Webb, he looked pretty average with me average last weekend as well I'm I, I just wondering if you know that's sort of you know something for him that he probably needs a bit of work on at the moment by well, the look of it I was gonna say well, we sort of said it before that last week, like he didn't look good when he won, but he still won. But I think he actually looks a bit better this week than he did last week, even. And the track's worse. He he last week. He literally won from from a couple of lines on that entire track. One being the turn before the finish. I cannot. I still am in disbelief that Marvin and Bagger didn't catch on to how much they were losing in that one corner. They yeah. were literally faster than him on eighty percent of the track, and he was good from the from the end of the whoops, from the last whoop, turn through that turn, over the finish, go under the bridge, through the tunnel thing, round that bowl thing, and then as soon as he landed that that they were faster from there all the way back to the end of the whoops. Yeah, hundred percent A. Just didn't put themselves in a better position. So they were never going to pass him, right? Taking the line he was taking before the finish. But if they'd taken that line, they would have put themselves far closer to being in a better position somewhere else around the track and they would have put more pressure on him because they would have been closer. But they kept persevering with going wide and instead of instead of following him, you know, and, and I'm not a, I always say, like, you know, it's good to, and you know, everyone... Uh, says it, you know, you, you need to don't follow and make sure you, you know, look around for other options. But clearly, there they were losing time. Yeah. It was just an absolute no brainer. And, um, but like you said, you know, he, he wasn't amazing, but he got the job done for sure. Yeah. And Marv, it just, Marv could not figure out that under the tunnel and then the section behind it. And I think that he was trying to change those lines for you know, the first part of the race before Baggett got him so that he wasn't, like you said, you know, don't follow. But then the the moment that he went back to follow Cooper, he pulled right up against him, right up behind him because he was, like you said, faster. But then he ate so much roost in that turn that I think he lost so much time again and then didn't want to go back there because of how bad he got filled in. So it was it. It was a... Yeah, interesting. It was a very, like, it was a chess, it was a real chess match that race, and I don't think any of them, I think Cooper was the only one knew that he was playing the game. I think the others were just trying to race him. Uh, yeah, I, I was pretty frustrated, um, to be fair, like, I was just, you know, really analysing what they were doing in that corner. It cost them massively, man, massively, and I thought... If they'd actually, you know, put it 
put their bike in that line a couple of times, they would have seen that they would have been so much closer, especially Bagot, because he wasn't struggling after the finish line through that tunnel section as much as Marvin was. Like Marvin was really struggling, you know. Well, that that made me think that coming into this weekend that um, Marv was going to struggle way more than what he did, but he looked really good in that heat race. He was down a lot longer than coop was um and he finished six seconds behind so really he was i mean i wish uh i was just saying to mick before we need to get uh some lap charts going so mick can watch the lap times but i'd be uh very interested to I know need like, i need like three screens man like, bro i know i like, hey. like heat shit a whole lot like people just in my ear about this jump before do you reckon anyone's gonna do that stuart send over onto the start line i thought coop looked like he was about to do it on that last lap but then he didn't pull the trigger i'm too scared for coop bro like <laughs> i just want him not to crash dude we need someone like dude you know who could do it justin hill yeah he could pull it off what's up with him this year man bro he's nowhere i don't uh, get it eh? Hey. that um Pretty awesome. like orlando supercross last year that was one of the like, best debuts on a 450 i reckon i've ever seen yeah, it was amazing. Do you remember the line? Can we just talk quickly about um, Mitch Evans, real quickly, if you're talking about debuts and the best ever. Bro, go for gold. I've take it away, mate. I just there's. I've jumped on that train like like I've I've, t- I've picked up a ticket and I'm on that train big time. Did you get a first class ticket? Yeah, I'm up front, right behind him, dude. Like just <laughs> sitting right in the catbird seat behind him. Dude, that kid has like he's the he's Australia's Cooper Webb. He's the cockiest little motherfucker you'll ever meet in your life, but he's also the perfect balance of like actually a good dude at the same time. Yeah, I don't know him, but I wouldn't know him from the next guy on the street, mate. I wouldn't even know what he looks like. But uh, to me, um, it was super super impressive to be able to do that at your first ever GP. I know he's been to the motocross of nations, but still like. And you know how honest I am. He's probably on the slowest bike in the field. And, uh, and dude, he's a really big kid, eh? Like, he's like 6'4". Yeah, right. Yeah, I remember watching him last year. I went to Raymond Terrace. And I remember seeing, watching him race there. Uh, and he was good. Yeah, well... Day. I think he might have... Might even qualified first that day. Maybe... Oh, look at this. Oh, oh. No, didn't get him. Um, yeah, so that, to me, that's, that's impressive, man. Like to go and start the world championship for your, your debut race and you know especially on that bike it's certainly no KTM or Husqvarna that's for sure and um, yeah I, I tell you what he'll have a factory contract under him in no time but someone had said to me that he was locked up for like three years or something but with, not, with that Honda know, team? I don't know how true that is yeah well, I don't know I guess Honda in general I don't, I don't really know but I mean he, he they'll, they'll be KTM or Husqvarna will be all over him, you know, right yeah. away. Dude, um, so he's, you know, he's Jackson Richardson's cousin, right? So he grew up with us in Cairns. Oh, man, all of you guys are related up there. Like, everyone I talk to is, <laughs> is cousin. One of those Hey, he's my cousin brother, eh? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so Mitch, like, <laughs> dude, he's just a gamer. Like, that kid is the ultimate, like, game time. There is no, the thing with Mitch, and this is why I think that I just don't think you can put him in a big enough situation, if that makes sense. Like, you know, you get guys like that, and I think Cooper's kind of like that, where it's like you can't... 
you can't put them in a big enough pressure cooker of a situation like that they just crave that shit so hard and mitch has that full like wants to be the underdog and then wants to be in a big situation i think that's why you see him he'll do well at motocross nations when he's not expected to he'll podium um you know in his first ride like that's just the kind of guy that he is and for whatever reason like i don't know maybe it was growing up with jackson being his older cousin and jats was winning all the aussie titles and stuff like that and i don't know maybe he just always had that guy in front of him that he was chasing and he always sort of he just lived in that underdog sort of spirit but man to go like i was so stoked i didn't know what to expect from him and i i didn't i can't say i expected a podium out of him but i'm definitely not surprised just because i know him and his mentality you know Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, like I said, I don't know him at all, and just seeing, you know, like I'm, you're going fairly fast if you out-qualify Dean Ferris, let's, you know, let's be honest, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a really impressive, and um, I think that uh, he's got a, he's got a massive future. Let me ask you this, how old is he, because you know that, that rule they have in the World Championship, so what, what's his deal, how many years can he race MX2? I want to say he would be about 21. I don't actually know because I'm, I know he's younger than Jats and last year I think we had Jats as 21st. So I think he's under... Tw- I don't think he's 21 yet. I don't know. I could actually check. I should have a quick look for you. J- jump, yeah, interesting. Jump up on the old Facebook. I think the quicker he gets on a 450, the better though. But I mean, do you think that a guy like him should stay in the lights as long as he can? Because he's a big kid, man. No, I know what you mean. You really, 
you know, that's ultimately where you want to be. And everyone, obviously, that's that's common sense. But to really, um, well, you look at like the writer. Yeah, and Caleb Ward went over there, and he wasn't on the factory team. And we saw Brendan Harrison go over there, and he was on like it was a team, but it wasn't like the factory sort of team. And it just never really works out all the way, does it? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And, and I, I believe that was, um, you know, I know Hunter uh, fairly well. I was involved with when he started making decisions to go and race through for CLS. And at the time, that was the best option he could have. Yeah. And when that contract ran out, I, I remember, like, you know, really advising him, like, yeah, like that's where you want to be, and, and an MX2 bike, that's really where you want to be. And I don't know for whatever reason, you know, because they weren't finding him, he didn't feel like that was, um, you know, that they felt like that's the way it should have been done. They weren't finding him, but to me, that's you know the the history of what they've achieved uh, speaks volumes, and I would be certainly, you know. I think Yamaha have come a long way now. Well, especially on that lights bike. Program, both in the, yeah, and, the, and then the US and, and in America. So I think, you know, there's a lot of merit there. But um, for Mitch to do that, like I said, on a on a privateer Honda, it, uh, it says a lot about him as a rider. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. And he was born in 96. I just looked on Facebook. So what's that, 22? Mick, are you good at math? 23? Uh, don't ask me. Yeah, and, uh, oh, man, another big crash in the LCQ. What the fuck? Are you, wait, where are you right now? And are you, did the 450 LCQ gate just drop? Oh, dude. Are you behind us a little bit? Uh, yeah, I'm four minutes 46 to go. What are you? I'm um, four minutes 32. I'll pause mine for a sec. Oh. What's up with that, man? Like, where ahead are you in the world? I know, fucking New Zealand, bro. No, we'd be ahead of you. Because we, no, I'm, I'm at four. Sun comes up here. I'm at four minutes fifteen, bro. No, the sun comes up here. I'm not arguing about the sun. Here. I'm talking about Supercross, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what about the eight hundred here? What I know. are you thinking? Dude, I'm just so stoked he's oh. in. I'm just so stoked he's in Fox gear, bro, and he's actually looking fly for a change. I feel like every <laughs> I feel like every time there's like some new gear company that doesn't have a good designer, Michael Essie is the first dude to run it. Like JT comes back. Yep, let's go. Dude, he's sending it though. Oh, yeah, I think he's got the helmet on. Yeah, it's like he's like the ultimate. Yeah, I think you're just like the tiniest bit behind us. Um, <laughs> we got to try and sync these up for the main. I'll just keep you on the line for the main event. Did he do the um, Canadian motocross through the week? Who's that, Alessi? Alessi. I think he did as well. I think they had a midweek moto did over there as well. Shit. Busy guy. He's there. Wait, what do you think about um, about Ryan Sipes, dude? Did you hear about his program? No, no, no. Don't me in. So Sipes is racing Daytona tonight in the lights class. He qualified out of the heat. And then tomorrow he's racing the three-hour GNCC. And then the next day 
he goes and does the flat track at Daytona. So Sipes is... Uh, dude, he is a gangster. So he's doing this thing with Red Bull where it's like he basically is laying a claim to be the best overall rider on the planet. So I think that um, he's doing like a Supercross, he's doing an outdoor, he's doing GNCC, he's doing Erzberg, he's doing straight rhythm. So like every single category of racing, Sipes is doing it. And uh, so like he's just going to invent his own trophy as the world's best all-round motocross rider how sick is that what a fucking gangster yeah that's awesome he's such a cool dude man and he did ISD last year pretty well right yeah or the year before maybe yeah he's he's a full gangster like he can ride anything man I'd love to see him uh, I'd love to see how dusty was that uh, how dusty was that first ARC round oh that looks yeah it's a conditions. we've just had no rain is that that quad you're talking about after the red dirt before the moguls yeah yeah okay yeah. who just busted that out blows dude blows is such uh, yeah is that blows on triple one yeah, yeah. he's yep. such a talented rider that's man big, that, that's a big quad and I'm I'm a, I'm gonna guess that they're not going to be able to do much track work after this because they'll be into the light heat race so it's going to get pretty pretty gnarly that rhythm section mm. yeah we're seeing a bunch of dudes go down this first turn like if you think about it almost every race someone's crashing this first turn too did you just see that out wide unless he swept around so that's it's out, starting out wide it's not a bad option you can sweep in with a lot less brakes into the sand well yeah I guess like into that first 90 left but yeah yeah okay I'll have to keep an eye out for that the next yeah. time um, I'll pause mine until what um, your like your shit's on um, so we're the same for the 450 51 50 49 48 nah so we're at, we're at 35 so I'll just pause mine and then you just tell me when your gate drops and then I'll press play when my gate when your gate drops Dude, Blows is killing it. Unless he's out front, four-second lead. Blows is going to qualify. Just got A-Ray. He's going to do the squad right now. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm just a bit. Yeah, so that's where he passed Ray was by getting that quad. So you are right, man. That rhythm section's going to make a big difference. See that turn after the the rhythm section is already getting tight lines on it. That's where Cooper made that mistake, and it's going to be pretty... So yeah, it's going to be pretty gnarly there. After the moguls. Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I see what you're saying. Yeah, dude. Alessi's just out front making it happen. He'd have to be one of the best riders just to never do good in Supercross. I'd never yeah, got that, man. Like, nah. if, you're, if you're that good at outdoors, like, there was a point in time where Alessi was the fastest dude in the world outdoors, I reckon. Oh, right. Oh, oh. Yeah, he got pumped. Oh! Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's weird living in the future, bro. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, is it just me or does Alessi make Fox Gear look not that cool? <laughs> is he the only dude that, that can't pull it off? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It kind of looks like that. That, um, it's not, not, I'm not taking the piss at all. It kind of looks like that JT gear. That's what I'm that, saying. That, that. <laughs> oh, it's like every... And then, and then it's got that, like, red 
red helmet and it kind of, and I just. It's not working, hey. I'm, I'm not taking a piss either. Nah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I sort of, I'm stoked he's like actually gets to run some cool shit and it just, he just can't seem to make it work. <laughs> All right, so I'm on the final lap. I'm definitely going to have to pause so we're, uh, we're like live at the same time for the, for the 450s. I'll actually. Yeah, um, I'm just, I have to answer this, uh, this guy. I have to answer this. I'll call you back. All right, dude, see ya. How funny is that? Just 38 minutes of BT. Absolutely, mate. We need to get him a proper headset so he can, um, yeah, get this shit going. Because we were, we were talking about this. Like, the idea of this sort of half came from Townley. Like, I sort of wanted to do something like this. But, um, yeah, Ben was the guy that was, like, really pushing to make this happen. So, um, but, yeah, just, like, he was texting me every day. Like, did you watch Supergirls? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And I just couldn't make it happen. So, I'm going to get his own mic so I don't have to... Um, I don't have to... Oh, then I won't be able to... I'll have to stop the recording of the audio, which I don't really want to do. His analysis is so good. Yeah, dude. How crazy is the insight that he's got? All right. I'm going to uh, just get a mic. The lit pro stuff's pretty sick, man. It really is. Actually surprised me that sand section before. I thought the 450 would pull so much more time. I just don't think there's any traction in there at all, dude. Like, yeah. it's, just, it's just straight wheel spin the whole time. Yeah, 54 feet less. Man, that's so interesting hearing Ben say that about um, about Coop. It's the fact that they sit down early because I always thought that that was like the big ace in the hole with KTM is the fact that Dunge... Because like you used to watch Dunge at the test track, man, and he'd just move his way down the lines. Just so tight. What, from the outside, just come across? No, like no. it start like making the whole turn shorter so not yep. coming from outside to in or anything like literally he could just ride the tightest arc yep. around the turns and the other dudes just couldn't do it and I just always thought it was oh here's Ben yeah bro um, alright well oi, fa- you, did you FaceTime audio me or normal call Nah, because I don't think the FaceTime audio is working well, on your end. It is on mine, but... Oh, I just don't have that good a service, that's all. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Nah. Yeah, I can hear you now, which is weird, but normally we don't get service down here. Huh? Yeah, you got me? You might just turn it down. Yeah, I've got you. I've just got another. The final round of the New Zealand Champs live on, like, that, you know, that crappy live stream thing, and... Troops and Gibbs motor is about to start in probably 10 minutes, so that'll Dude. be sort of playing, but it won't be, you won't have to hear it. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's coming down to the wire like that. Yeah, final motor, man. That's sick for the championship. Yeah, I can't believe anyone's bloody even close to Pup, bro. What's that? I said, I can't believe anyone's even close to Pup. No one can fuck with him. Not in New Zealand. <laughs> Nah, that's right. He'll be... Uh, been good championship. He'll be dirty if he loses that. Oh, mate. Far out. You, you um, you so when it comes back commercial, when it comes back commercial, we're like, we're all go, right? Yeah, yeah. So what I'll do, if mine is still starting a little bit... So how's this going to run me through... Run me through how this is going to work. Do we just talk while the race is on? Yeah, yeah, just like 
just like we were watching the race together because we're recording it all on our end so like you've got your own mic and everything now i just got up and got you an extra mic so my phone's just sitting on the table with a microphone oh sweet and people can hear me like it's quality is all good and that yeah yeah it just sounds like probably how, how you're hearing me but i've got it up to the mic and it's loud so it doesn't sound as good as my voice because i'm in the room sort of thing but yeah it'll be sick um, so I'll just because I think I'm I'm probably like ten seconds ahead. But once you once you like like add in the Kiwi accent, it must make it sound like pretty decent. Well, you sound uh, okay. I sound better clarity, but you sound sexier. If that makes sense, it's pretty smooth. <laughs> you sound. You, yeah, I get that all the time. You sound like you sound like old whiskey, and I and I sound like a UDL. <laughs> are you um, on the, are you on the site lap yet? Nah, uh, well, I can see on the big screen. I can see the site there. Ah, uh, righto. So yeah. The, oh, there, there's Colt Nichols right in front of me, or someone else. Yeah, cool. So I'm just, I'm still just a tiny bit ahead. So what I'll do is, as soon as the, as soon as the 30 second card goes sideways, I'll pause my computer, and then you say, and then you say, yep, and then that means it's turned sideways, and then we should be sort of close, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Or like, I'll just actually, maybe when she puts a 30 second board up, just tell me when it gets to like fucking 20 or I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Levi, if you if you want to listen, you need to go watch on the other computer. Otherwise, you'll have to have no sound there, right? Cut that, Levi. And if you want to, if you want to add something in, but just start it and let us know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you go? It happened. Nah, it happens next weekend. Next oh, weekend. that, yeah, all right, that's right. Sorry, bro, I'm pretty out of whack with dates at the moment. Yeah, my, they're going um, my ma- one of the MX Nationals. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right, that starts next week. Guess, yeah. guess who won't be doing a companion for that? Don't record this, I'll put it on... Oh, no, don't, 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 don't say anything if you don't want it to be on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you can do, I'll, I'll tell you when you're clear to go. <laughs> uh, you funny fucker. Okay, wait on, wait on. Um. Alright, so I'm about... I'll pause this in a sec when there's like something that's easily signalable by you. But I think what we'll do is just wait for like the 30 second card, you know, some kind of, you know, maybe like 25 or something and then you just count down the 30 second board and I'll just press play when it hits it. Yeah. So like, cause I'll be a few seconds. So that's what I might do. Hopefully they, cause normally they show the 20 second card, but if not, I'll just pause the gate drop and then you just can say gate drop. But dude, oh, that's cool. Jordan Bailey's in this. He's a cool kid. Have you had anything to do with him? Are you asking that to me? Yeah. No, I don't even know who he is. Oh, he's cool, man. He's uh, he's actually a black kid too. Like he's sort of the the um, next gen of. Uh, See the guy, the guy wrenching for him. He he's he's African American also. He used to be my practice mechanic. Really? Yeah. Brandon. That's sick. All right, Justin Cooper's on screen now. So yeah, you're just you're still just a tiny bit behind me. But that's oh, I got six and. 
Yeah, okay. All right, cool. So, yeah, I'm just going to pause and play. Yeah, it's about 12 seconds, I think. Yeah, Mick, think. Mick's just counted up 12. All right, can, can you hear Mick in the background? Nah, no? not every right. now and then. Yeah, okay, yeah, because I'm like, the phone's close by you, so I'll, um, we might, what we might do, man, when I'm at your place next week, when we might get you set up with like a bit of a setup so you can actually, all right, I'm going to, yeah, we'll figure it out because I'll, yeah, that'll be, it'd be sick to even do some of these where, um, like to, for the MXGPs and shit. Oh, dude, anything. I'm, I'm, I love this. I think it's going to be good. Like, hopefully, I can add some really, you know, interesting insight for people, you know, so they can, because I'm going to, you know, tell it how it is. <laughs> yeah, and, for sure. Uh, I don't know, like, gate one, man, and it's, it's pretty tight. 30 boards up, it's going to go sideways on my screen right. All right, so just tell me when the gate drops, because the gate, I just paused at the gate drop. Oh, okay, they're yep. looking down, it's going to drop right. Now. All right, done. Ooh. Oh, I got the whole shot. Faulkner Faulkner with the whole shot. Out. Dude, oh, oh man. Oh, the sweep. Was that Alex Martin that's what that I went? Said to you. Yep, that's what you called, dude. Oh, that was Peters, bro. So Peters, Faulkner, and then Cooper. Dude, this is going to be a sick race. Oh, look at that slide coming into there. Dude, they are pushing. So we're at, I'm just going to say the time just to line up for our cameras. 14.25. Alright. Dude, Cooper's pushing hard, yeah. There we go. Just made a mistake. I was like, he's pushing probably too hard. So this See, is where you Austin think... Austin just did a different quad. Austin quadded out of that whole section. I haven't seen that done all night. No one's done that at all. Really? Okay, cool. I was looking at um, old Cooper, man. He looked like he was pushing a little bit too hard and then he blew his feet off the pegs. Yeah, he made quite a big... Oh, I see that he tripled into that section as well. No one else has done it at all either. Damn, dude. Peters is going well. I was going to say, it'd be interesting to see how long he can keep this pace. Yeah, see, Austin's going straight to that outside. It's like you can get on top of that sand. Cooper's right there though. Well, that was a mistake going wide after the sand. That's too slow after the sand. Cooper's going to get up. Oh, he shut the door on him. That's good racing, smart smart riding there. What's crazy is that, like, no one's really in the championship hunt, right? Like, sort of even, you know, getting in front of Austin by a couple of positions really isn't going to do a lot. Dude! Whoa! What the fuck was that? Well, see, he went, he went in double, triple. That was massive, Track's bro. pretty good right now. Got some, tracks, got some, like, the track's probably at its prime time for the night. It's got nice lines, and they're hitting, being able to hit stuff, like, you know, pretty hard. It'll sort of go away from here now. Yeah, for sure. Dude, Peters is still Peters holding is, it down. Yeah, big time. So It'll be interesting to watch this right now. See, he's going to sweep, and it's definitely quicker. He made up. Yeah. But he needs to start going tight here. Yeah, he he's has to stay inside. Again. Yeah. Because look at Cooper yeah. pulls it up that's, on him. That's kind of like Marvin and Baggett last week. You know, he 
he's done that twice. If he does that the next lap, um, that ain't good enough. No. Nah. How hard is it to change those but mid-moto, like if you've kind of already got your heart set on it? Wow, he doesn't lead to anymore, does he? No. <laughs> he, can, he can go to these. Oh, oh man. Oh! Whoa. Oh. Holy shit. Holy shit, bro. That's, you know it's your year, eh? When, when you're clicking, you're clicking. <laughs> oh, oh, bro. I wish we had a camera on you just then because I just shit my pants. Oh, I need triple that again. He is fucking sending it, dude. Yeah. Bro, we thought Peters was holding it on. Holy shit, man. Dude, Sipes in 13th right now. Shout he, out. Sipes in past six. Past uh, Justin Cooper. Yeah, and he's just about to get. He's just about to get Peters, dude. Yeah, so Chase is on it right now too, man. Dude, this is sick. Why don't we have three of these a year? Like they could do one of these at Charlotte, like where they did the MXGP. Why don't they do more of these star races, Ben? Yes, absolutely. Just a little bit more open, and you know, got a different style of riding to it. You know, where it's. You know, it's not so super cross, you know. And we like everyone looks forward to it every year, you know. Like, why not give people more of what they look forward to? Apart yeah, from, but maybe that's kind of like Christmas, you know. Yeah, because it's only you one just day. Get it once a year, and yeah. that's why we're yeah. Apart from Anaheim one, this has probably got the most other hype around it too, isn't it, Daytona? Yeah, I agree with that. Mick just said, apart from A one, this has got the most hype. Yeah, sure. Hey, how did Brayton go earlier? I didn't get to see, dude. Mm. I didn't, um, yeah, I was sort of... Got him. Yep. So this is like the three fastest dudes are out front right now. you got Faulkner, Saxon, and Cooper. Like, they're the three fastest dudes in the championship, right? Yeah, and especially, like, for, especially for Justin, this track tonight, you know, if there's any track for the season, this has got to be the one. They're going on the replay on Faulkner now, man. He's a beast, dude. But what's crazy is like how bad yeah, Adam, but Adam beat him last weekend so easy. Yeah, but I don't know if that was like a true, true reflection, personally. Or... <sighs> Damn. That see what is... I mean about, right? The, see what I mean about the the jumps there's no way in a rhythm lane in Anaheim Stadium you could get away with what Davalos just did then how he just slammed across three or four different jumps yeah you do you miss that timing of one of those and you're out the front and she's lights out yeah so you think it's almost a little bit safer these races oh well that's race for sure you've just got you know you're a little more wiggle room it's not the tolerance of those landings and transitions just obviously have a little bit more wiggle room. Yeah, a bit more gear. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oldenburg, that's a nice move. Oldenburg. Dav's going outside, not the move. You just lose so much there because you can still double from the inside, but it's not like you can triple out, right? From the outside. Yeah, exactly. It's just a waste waste of tracks. Um, yeah, it's distance, just, you know? yeah, waste of yardage. Who's going down? Yeah, exactly. I really thought Dav would do better this year. Yeah, same. 
Yep. Wait, have you seen the Netflix doco? The form- Holy shit, Davos. Have you seen the oh, Formula One Netflix that again. doco yet? That's two laps in a row. Yeah, he's done the same thing. The what, sorry? The Netflix Formula One documentary? Nah. Oh, dude. Run I was me just, through it. Yeah, I was just telling telling Mick um, before about it. Wondered if you'd seen it. Yeah, so seven minutes ago, eight minutes ago. Dude, that's. Faulkner's only got four seconds on, um, on Sexton. Like, that's pretty solid, really, eh? Yeah, it's pretty close, yeah. He's, so the Sexton's bridged that gap, but it stays there now, you know, once, once he made that pass. Look, yep. outside, got the Straight to the again. inside. That's what you got to do. Yeah, you called it, dude. So what's that? Oldenburg now fourth. Dude, Ryan Sipes in eleventh. Can you imagine if right of the this right of the season for? Yeah, it could be, man. Dude, can you imagine if Sipes gets Sorry, top man, ten like right now? A little bit of time delay, and I keep time delay, and I keep talking over you. No, no, it's all good. Here comes Martin. He's on a charge. Yeah, he didn't have a good start either, eh? He was fastest qualifier here last year, Martin. So he rides this shit good too. Peters has uh, put the anchor out. It's pretty weird, man. Like, I don't know. I just feel like all the info's out there these days to be really, really fit. Like, what do you think about a guy like Peters? Obviously, he gets paid to ride. Like, he's not on the Alden program and stuff, but... Do you think that these days with all the information that's out there and like the facilities and shit that you can like you should be able to get fit enough, right? Yeah, yep, for sure. I mean, I don't really know much about who this dude is or what he's done or where he's come from, but um, <clears throat> I would have thought that what where's he got back to eight now, he whole shot the whole shot the main I would have thought he's probably you know could have been in the top five but you'd, you'd, you'd uh, in terms of fitness so. you know he's on the JGR team they've got everything in house that you could ever think of have you ever been there no I actually haven't but they've got like their own gym and trainers and all that stuff right oh like everything you could ever need like everything yeah see that to me like I mean it's obviously easier to sit here I'm in a fucking comfy studio with the aircon on but, like, I'm not getting paid to ride and on a factory Suzuki. Like, you'd think that... You'd, you'd expect that if you whole-shotted any race as a factory rider, the worst you could get is fifth if you don't crash. Mm. I don't know. It just seems yeah, like, it so, seems like there isn't an excuse, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Unless he's injured uh, or something. Like especially dropping... Yeah, but, I mean, then, has this guy ever been in that position you know, to start a race, I don't know if I've ever seen him up front, you know, maybe he's he's got tight and, you know, isn't able to ride, mm. you know, it's the first time in that position, you know, he might have tightened up, he's not like the, the Mitch Evans, you're saying, that just thrives on that, you know, that opportunity, I, I it just sort of, I don't know the circumstances enough to comment, but certainly he should be fitter than that, that's for sure. Mm. And do you think that, like, even if you are fit, like you're a test track dude, fit as pumping out the laps but there's just something about the races where it's like your mentality lets you down like can your mental state actually affect your physical state 
no doubt about it. Um, I, I think I've said this on a podcast we did. Tommy Hart, you know, he he mm. rode circles around me on a practice track. We used to practice together. Yet he never, I don't, he ever beat me in a in a race in 2007. And you know that has to be mental. You know, because if you can do that from Monday through Friday, but not Saturday and Sunday, then there's, there's, there has to be a mental element there for sure. Mm. Yeah, and yet his brother won a championship, and his brother was never as fast as him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about the Valos, man. I think he's, it's, uh, you know, it's um, he's on one of the best, or clearly one of the best bikes, the way Faulkner starts and has been riding, and he's, you know, I don't know, he hasn't really done anything this year at all, eh? Yeah, man, I think the old ship has sailed for Dav, unfortunately. I think he had a window where he was the man, and that window has slowly closed. And that's, I mean, it happens, right? Yeah, but did I read somewhere, like, he'd made the decision that he didn't get a 450 ride for this year, he was done? Like, I think I I remember reading that. Oh, I think Daytona's done. Yeah, yeah, sure. Those that, those ruts. That's where Coop. That's where Coop almost went over the bars. Yeah, that's It'll be got, interesting to see how much track work they do. Um, mm. Because it's um, yeah, it's going to be pretty gnarly if you look at those ruts already. Yeah, dude, that turn especially because that's going out of the turn, a continual rut all the way up the up ramp of the jump, and like it's pretty critical, obviously, yeah. to make that. How soft is it on top of those tabletops too where they're getting chewed up like that? Yeah, it does because because they're not all clearing and there's different rhythms there so they roost dirt up on top of them. Yeah, so, that's what it looks you know, like. Because like, there's different rhythms, it creates... Uh, sorry, I'm watching another script. Oh, how's, it, how's the uh, Nationals going? One race in New Zealand final. Gibbs has got the lead and Cody is this first lap and he's yeah quite a way behind oh really damn yeah. dude it's is this is this the uh, like Cody got a terrible start. is this the moto like heaven right now or are we just living in this blissful place of motocross on every screen yeah <laughs> but I'll get back to the I'll get back to the main screen Nah, that's alright. There's not a lot. So, uh, yeah, like where this guy is on the KTM right now, I've switched screen, but like yeah, you're because they're here, roosting. Those tops on off. You know, that's um, that roof gets up there, and it's pretty soft. You know, man, that quad's bigger than it. Dude, and he looks oh, so man. good doing it right now, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks but as I good as Adam looked last week. Earlier, I said that earlier when uh, you know he cut that tough block, and when you're on, you're on. You know, it's it's you just feel invincible at, uh, when you're in that position he is right now. you just look at him you know he, he's standing up he's flowing he's just he's just in a zone you know and uh, it's an amazing feeling when it, when you're in that position that's for sure and does it feel different like how different does it feel to when you're struggling yeah I guess it's it's uh, it's a mental state you know and you start to uh, question or, or you know second guess what you're doing and you're always uh, searching and uh, it becomes becomes pretty hard mentally uh, for that perspective like I remember 
2010. So my last, so 2007, I um, I had that great year, and then I sat out 08 and 09 through injuries. And in 2010, I came in, you know, thinking I'd go back to that 2007 form. And the last time I raced Dundry, Dundry, you know, like I, uh, I, don't know, I was beating the guy pretty pretty easily you know and then all of a sudden 2010 I couldn't beat the guy at all I don't think I beat him in a single moto that year you know and I was like wow you know like you quite want to start to really question what's going on and then you imagine where like so we were just talking about Davalos before like it's been years since he's had a good season so it's like imagine where he's at yeah yeah, for sure. Yeah, and he's you know like he's been in some really good environments, team wise, training wise. You know, like it's all been there for him. Uh, I guess yeah, you've you've got no, you can't point the finger anywhere but yourself. You know. I've just seen the graphic pop but up let's, on the screen. Uh, talk about this guy on screen because he's in the best uh, form of his life. You know, there's, I've been waiting for this. I, I kind of thought when this guy came out of amateurs. We could have another Ryan Villapoto. Yeah, I totally hands, agree. But to me, it was sort of that. He was that sort of sort of rough, rough on the edges, just you know, pin it, win it type of dude. And yeah, he just hasn't been able to put it all together. And you know, he obviously is now, and um, yeah, it's well deserved. Dude, I agree. I think outdoors too. You're going to see like an even gnarlier version of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. It'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, he's fucking, he's killing it, man. Dude, when we went to, um, I went to Costa Rica with him and Carmichael, and um, he was on an 80 still, and there was, dude, Faulkner with the dub, getting it done, son. Yeah, he's killing it, dude. Yeah, we, we were the there. Oh, yeah. straight to the fence. Do it. Saturday is for the boys, Ben Townley. Look at that fence. You need to hook... If you don't hook top gear, I'm disappointed. <laughs> Dude, is Mitch freaking out right Change now? Change up! Oh. Dude, he's so pumped. Dude, that's awesome. so cool, man. Bit of dyno work, eh? Bit of outside dyno work. Concrete dyno. That is, that is a good feeling. That is it. Awesome feeling. How close are those fans to the track, man? That is a cool setup, Daytona. Oh, man, isn't it, eh? That was definitely, like, one race that when I went to America was just on my bucket list. Like, I had to do it. Yeah, I think it's, like, do you mean that from the perspective of the whole event, like Daytona Bite Week? Because I know I was there in, like, some really uh, healthy times of motorcycle sales and... But people that haven't been, it's actually hard to describe like what Daytona Bike Week is. Like you're driving down there, and there's just thousands of motorcycles just traveling along the freeway. And then you get to Daytona, you get off the exit, and the, and it's like Daytona speedways are I don't know like a few kilometers, maybe a mile or so from the freeway. And there's just like every single motorcycle brand set out up set up outside the stadium so like not inside the stadium on the outside on the grass with like 
hundreds and hundreds of motorcycles and you can just go up with your license and just yeah and then um yeah i mean just take motorcycle for a test ride yeah it's pretty insane and then dude the the year that i was there it was spring break for college as well so we had like all the insanity of daytona bike week and then we had spring break dude so there was just like there was people everywhere man like on the beach was all the like the spring break college kids and then when you went back like we stayed right on the beach and then when you just went on the street man it was 24 7 of just harleys and all these motorcycles just riding past and we went out to razzles which is like the famous bar there and uh yeah the whole the whole vibe is just so sick That's low, did you go to razzles low, after the race right? yeah. Oh, I can't, I can't remember, to be honest. <laughs> oh, dude. Hey, just a little, there's just a little update on the New Zealand MX1 Championship. Coop's had the worst start he's had all season, and Gibbs got into the lead on the first lap, and Cody's caught him, and they're almost side by side. Like, there's nothing in him. Oh. No way. Wait. Oh, I got him. Oh, no. This play. What has it stopped? Don't tell me it stopped. <laughs> Got him. That's so sick. Did you get him? Oh, it's just uh, side by side. No way. What track is it, dude? Taupo. It is Taupo. Dude, that's so sick. It'd be so sick if Coot won. But you know what? Gibbsy kind of needs a bit of... Uh, he needs a bit of luck to go his way too. He hasn't had the best few years. I heard something the other day. Oh, I think it's just... I, I just love the fact that for our sport, I think this is the third year in a row that the championships come down to the very final moto of the day. Yeah, like okay. Like, it's so good for our sport because we don't have a massive depth, you know? Like, I think... The closest that third place has been all season is, um, is I think, being like maybe 30 seconds has been the closest. Like most races, it's been in the 40 to 50 seconds. So it's mm. been, yeah, it's been really, really good for our sport to have a, such a close championship, you know? Yeah, that is good, eh? It's always good that New Zealand Nationals. Like you always get the good Aussie dudes going over, and then New Zealand always has good riders that contest that series. And then Cooper's just the man there. Alright, where well, here's four I tell I'm you what, not a word of a lie at the last round was the best that I ever saw Cody ride in Moto One and Two. You know, he um I don't think I've ever seen him ride as good as he as he did, you know, and you know, Gibbs he's he's gotta be probably the odds on favourite for the for the championship in MX one in Australia and and you know, Cody, you know, right now he's uh, he's been able to best Gibbs. Yeah, by the sound of it in this championship you know and it's pretty in, uh, incredible to think that you know you know Ferris hasn't beaten him here I think I'm the only guy that's beaten uh, Cody apart from last year I guess yeah Gibbs won that title but I think this will be Cody's 7th 7th MX1 championship yeah he's just one of those guys where like you just go there and you just can't you just can't beat him at home you know but you know who I think yeah. you know who yeah, I think yeah. was like that dude Mossy was like that in Australia like when sure you know there's just some dudes they just home is where they're they're just the most savage yeah absolutely like you know when 
when uh, when Cody even travels to Australia, he can't um, seem to travel with that same form. And I think yeah. that's just the comfort factor on his in his own environment with the people around him. On you know, with the guys he works with, it's just you know, it's not one thing. It's just a mm. you know, multitude of things that allow him to be amazing. And I've said it many a time. You know, you could bring bloody Cairoli and Hurlings here and, and I swear that Cody would rise to the occasion in New Zealand what, I, I don't know if you remember back in 2006 Taupo had a race they called the Taupo International and they yeah, brought yeah. over Everts and yeah Everts come right and the final moto I think Coops was leading and my dad was cheering him on with a towel and it was white or something and Cody thought it was the white flag and pulled off <laughs> And, oh. and Everts ended up winning the moto of some crazy story like that so like you know, Everts at that time that was the final year of his career and it was the and he went out on the, top well like, it was like the winningest year of his career in terms mm. of actual uh, how many motos he won so he came to New Zealand for that final literally for his final ever motocross event and Cody I'm pretty sure he was winning and you know, something like that happened You know, so he, he does ride exceptionally well in New Zealand Cody mm. and that's where like he obviously almost beat James ruined that perfect season and then I don't know there was just some part of me that knew when he went to JGR like it just wasn't going to be the same like he, he just seems like he's the kind of guy that has to just run his own DLA yeah certainly is yeah and I guess like even though he rides for teams here that's you know you're up, he's at home and, and we don't have serious major team structure type of deal you know so you're, you're exactly right he rode for that Suzuki City team and he, um, that's when he used to live with me and practice with me at RC Space and he was just on his own program he had a New Zealand mechanic and they gelled really well and he obviously really liked that Suzuki it was when that basically that bike got to its sort of prime at that point yeah. and it all, it all gelled and like you said then he went um, then he went to JGR and he just wasn't comfortable uh, on that bike, you know, like he was on the Suzuki, and also the environment. You know, it was he went from being a guy that was literally out the back of the pits in a trailer, to all of a sudden being thrust into you know the newest team on the scene. That's a massive, you know, racing, um, you know, family, and yeah. all of a sudden, yeah, it was just a different environment. It just didn't really put, I guess. Yeah, and and you like when you know Coops like. He's just a soft dude that is just, like, he's not the loudest guy in the room ever. He's not the big, you know, personality in a crowd. But then when you get him one-on-one and you're just sort of hanging with him and, and you're in, like, his world, he's, like, the fucking coolest, funniest dude ever. But then, you know, he's just not going to show that around, like, a big group of people that he sort of doesn't know. And I think that's sort of metaphorical for his racing career as well, you know? Yes, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. And he, like, he had some good results um, at times in Australia when he rode for Jay. And, you know, he was in a really comfortable environment with Jay, yeah. um, I believe. You know, it's just that they did well. And anyway, yeah. let's start talking about this main event because people are going to get bored talking about New Zealand racing. Um, Wait, how's it going, on? though? Is Coop still out in front? Uh... Who's 
leaving by three seconds. Ooh, Kobe! I'll, uh, hopefully I get to see him when I come over to yours because, man, I haven't seen him for ages, dude. He's a good dude, eh? He'll probably be... Um, he's, he's been living at my house, actually, because when he went to the US, he moved out of his house and then come back. and God, he's, been, he's basically been... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, just, just bumming, just gypsying. On the streets, you know? Just gypsying, yeah. bro. Yeah, 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 full gypsy. Yeah. He literally has been a gypsy. You pull up to the track and he's got like his OGO bag and his toilet bag and everything's in his van and he's like deciding where he, whose house he's going to stay at tonight. Hey, that's my life, bro. I respect and that. And he loves it because he reckons he's, he's saving so much money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's costing you money. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Yeah, he's, the, he's seriously, um, the, he's the most underrated dude ever. Yeah, and he's like, he's, he's probably the nicest person on the planet. Oh, 100%. He's a real, genuine, genuine person. Oh, yeah. All right. So right, he, let's get, let's get, let's get uh, round 10. Uh, let's do some predictions, what's going to happen. I oh. see they've been doing a lot of track work in this commercial yeah. break by the look of it. I feel like it'll just go back to where it was pretty quickly, though, man. Like, those ruts. None of that dirt that's put in there. Like, essentially, yeah, it's just sure. topsoil, right? But, but, the thing is, it's, it's, it's taken it back to a semi-decent state. Whereas, if you live old-school Daytona, it just becomes absolutely treacherous. So, at least when they start... It's in a fairly decent form by the look of it. And the, the thing is, too, is that when you make the track like that from the start, the dudes that get out front can throw down heaters, and the guys that get stuck in the pack, then the new track doesn't become as much of an advantage, right? Yeah, absolutely. 100. So, yeah, you can really, if you yeah. get out front on a pretty fresh track, you can really throw down and put some separation. I don't know, man. I think that, fuck, like, what Eli do we get? Like, yeah, he won a heat race, but I don't know. Does that mean that we get the Eli Tomac that wins by 11 seconds, or do we get the Eli Tomac that crashes first turn? Well, doesn't make the start. Like, I just don't know what one we've got, man. I think... I think that you're going to have a, a... You're going to have the good one tonight, but if both of them get off the line together, it's, it's going to be a, a really, really good race. And yeah. I think Eli is going to, by the look of it, just... Uh, how I, where I saw the finish of that heat race and you said that he did hole shot you've got to think that uh, he's going to go for a safe position on the inside and he's going to come out on the, in the top five at minimum mm. uh, you've got to think that uh, on this track he's he's going to be in the mix for the win I, I've got to say I've got to say Coop Eli and and Marvin would be the three for this I'm going to go... Yeah, I'm going to say Baggett's going to be in that top three. Oh, but Marv did come from all yeah, the way I, back. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But I think that the other thing, though, with with Marv is uh, you just don't know what sort of start he's going to get, but he has been starting pretty well. I'm interested to see what, what happens in the first turn, dude, because... There's basically been a crash in the first turn every single race this night, uh, tonight. Yeah, sure. So, I don't know. That, that to me, I don't know. This is this first turn seems really, really gnarly. 
Yeah, but if you look at that screen right now, it's not a full ninety though. It's like a sweeping. Mm. Yeah, but it's into the sand, dude. I think it's the sand that's getting everybody. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, obviously that's going to be the major factor for sure. Yeah. So I wonder how they're lined up because say who's like so you just said Eli could go like that real safe sort of line on the inside, but that outside line has been working better through the sand and that's how Kyle Peters got the whole shot in the in the lights main event so maybe the whoever doesn't have the best gate pick and is sort of you know the first one on the outside of those top guys maybe they hit the outside line or dude does Chad hit that line and steal or steal a uh, whole shot yeah well that's the thing like so the inside line or the inside gate for the start is safe for the start but when you get to a sand corner, all bets are off. You know, exactly. like especially on a tight inside. Imagine if your start button's still in, locked in. When you go into a corner like that, you're just going to light that rear up and go nowhere. So, yeah, I, uh, I think I think you'll find Eli and, and Coop will go uh, go tight, and we might end up with someone you know like like Reed who sweeps and slingshots out of that turn out of the sand. Really, you, you, I think. Not out of the question at all. Obviously, Brayton's not on the line by the looks of it. Yeah, I wonder what's happened. I'll turn up the audio. Hang on, just give me a sec. I got the audio just turned down. I just got to thinking it would be so fun to bring my kids back here one day and see my name on the on the wall of uh, champions here at Daytona and, and uh, tell me dad used to be all right on a motorcycle. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jesse. Well, we'll see you out there on the track real soon. Oh. That might have been a cutaway, dude. Maybe he was on... Maybe that was just an interview they did before because... Um, Will just said we'll see you out on the track soon, so I don't know. I didn't see him in the first. I think she means soon. As oh, in like, as in recovery. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I'm an idiot. Look at those whoops, man. They are gnarly. Gnarly. They haven't changed them either. Like, they can't really get in and fix those. They are brutal, man. Like, so you've got soft dirt with rut, and you've also got cups in them as well. Like, it's about as as gnarly as you can ever get whoops right now and not to mention all the shadows that are over them because they're not that lit up that well because that dirt's so dark not over that not over that back side they're not both of those uh, far side corners don't have the same lighting as as what it does through the main part of the trioval for sure do you remember that when you were racing that it wasn't lit no not really no no that's the, the the place I remember uh, being the worst is when I, I think at uh, Dubbo Supercross and maybe Toowoomba. I was like, oh my god, I don't know how you guys did it. Toowoomba? What do you mean, mate? That was fucking sick. They parked cars up with the headlights on. Uh, yeah, that's probably what happened. At the showground, it was like a rainy, wet night. Reading, I think Reedy one, I got second, and I was like, man, this is gnarly. You can hardly see the track. Dude, Chad's wearing the gear that he won in New Zealand. Is that a sign? Or? I don't know. If anyone believes in that kind of shit. Dude, I love the Troy Lee gear that uh, that Sealy's wearing tonight. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, looks Troy, good. Troy rarely makes a bad set of gear, though. How, how did uh, Shane get on? Did uh, he qualify all right? Yeah, he got eighth, I want to say. Yeah. So, what do, you, what do you make of that, like riding a 250 in the big bike class? Oh, I think he should have ridden a 350. Dude, I would have thought so as well, right? 
just for the start, it doesn't. I don't think make doesn't make much of a difference at all, and especially in, uh, on this track with how gnarly it gets by the end of the race, it wouldn't make any ounce of difference. But you're not going to get the start, especially off that metal. Mm. That metal is gnarly to start off. You need as much torque and drive off that thing as, as you can get. And yeah, it's it's going to struggle to get off the line. How how crazy is the traction control that these dudes are running these days? Does that ever get talked about that much? Well, you're not, I you're not technically it supposed to run Suzuki. it, right? I used it at Suzuki in the MXGP. Obviously, you can do whatever you want in the World Championship of motocross, and uh, I personally didn't like it. Uh, I come from obviously that generation where you've, you've grown up using feeling, and you know, you, it's it's all about your control of, of the throttle and clutch process and just really getting a feeling for it and I, I couldn't use it but I guess the latest, you know, the new generation it's what they'll know and it's, you know, how they'll start but for me it was, I found it really strange mm. Yeah, I was talking about that with someone it basically Oh, sorry, go man It basically eliminates the rider and how and what they do from a from a clutch and throttle perspectives obviously you still you still have to have technique as a rider but it eliminates a couple of pieces to the puzzle pretty yeah. much but it's it's funny like with the motocross thing I just don't see the point of us doing it because you look at Formula 1 and they've all sort of started to slowly roll it back and go towards more of that old school approach so it's like if you've got a sport like Formula One that has all the technology in the world and then even they have slowly started rolling all this stuff back, then it's like we're only just now getting into the part where we're using uh, traction control and shit. So it's like, well, if the best sport that's been doing it for years is starting to get rid of it, let's just not even go there. Like, why do we need to test the waters? They've already done the testing. Well, on my perspective, is my you know, I have the same opinion in the end, but it's, it's just straight away, like, I don't actually even know why we even have it on motorcycles that ride on dirt. Like, you know, that's what's so great about the motorcycle. It's, it's that, like, still pure man and machine. And mm. don't go down that road of taking that pure away, you know. Yeah. Leave it so that it's all about the rider um, and control, you know. You still use your feet to drive your car, like you push it, like Fred Flintstone, or? <laughs> can I add? Can it's I add something? Down in Taz. That's, that's in Tassie, bro. That's in Tassie. Hang on, Mick. Uh, Mick wants to add something. You can't hear him. I need to get you so you can hear him next week. What, what were you going to say, Mick? Like, I guess with with it with Formula One, with Supercross, with Motocross, or MotoGP, all these different forms, racing improves the technology breed that we all get to get but it's sort of pushed the dirt thing into being I don't know it's uh, like a little sterile when you start getting traction controls and things yeah. like that into that world as well and it's it's a little frustrating to see like a lot of people are starting to see that they want that because the computers that, that you're growing up with but it sort of takes away a fair bit from the actual rider control on the dirt you know so yeah I agree with that did you mm. hear that Ben? yeah no um yeah, I guess we're, we're saying the same thing, really. Mm. Hey, just, just um, so I am in agreement. So, what, what, what are you up to? Because all the mechanics are off the line, and there's a. Oh yeah, no, we're good. I can't see the sign. No, nah, yeah, we're good, man. It's just like you can see the whole grid now. Yeah, and they've just circled Reedy about a second ago. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I think we're just still... They're looking down at the gate. They're looking at the gate, and it's down. Oh, no, so pause yours. Pause yours. And go. I don't know how that got out of sync, man. It's crazy. All right, so no one down. Are you... You're good there in the first turn? We've lost Townley. Who's that? No, no, I'm here. I'm watching. Dude, first oh, turn. There Kenny. it is, Kenny. Ed Cole Sealy. I knew that first turn had to get someone, bro. So we got Baggett, Coop, and Tomac. So that's our top three that we talked about. Well, I'm going to... My guys are in the whoop, so I'm going to pause it when they hit the nah, scrub. They'll pause it. Come. Oh, no, we're good. We were lined up, bro. Hang on. So, um... Alright, I'm going to have to pause it again. Sorry, bro. <laughs> so, yeah. Alright. Are you, are you playing still? Yeah. Yeah, so just... I'll pause it when they come around the first. Uh, they're about to hit the triple... Uh, hang on. I'll pause it. I'm the hitting the triple right. I'll pause it. Now. I'll pause at the finish line, and then you um, you tell me when Baggett hits the finish line. All right. And finish line. Yeah. Oh no, that wasn't the finish line. That was the Honda thing. Hang on. All right now. Okay, Baggett's almost about to hit the finish right now. All right. So we should be. I think I'll probably be a tiny. So we got Baggett, Tomac, Musk, and Webb. Yeah, yeah. Are the they in the, in the sand? Nah, Marv just got web. Yeah. All right, so we're pretty much yep. lined up. All right, so 1830. All right, we're going to go in and line this up. It'd be better when we do this live. I don't know how the fuck yours got out of sync. Damn, so that's that's crazy. So Marv... Oh, Savachi got web. Dude, has web got a problem nah. right now? Has web... Nah, I don't think he's got a problem. He just... Uh. Dude. Oh, I think, dude, Webb's got a problem, I reckon. Or oh, maybe not. He just caught it out. No, he caught it out. You wouldn't do that. Yeah, if yeah, problem. yeah. Dude. How about uh, this Baggett and Muskin up front? Yeah, man. Well, that's sort of... We were jostling on whether or not they were going to be in that top three question. Yeah. Dude. No, Webb's all good, man. He's fine. Yeah, okay. I wonder what happened then. Yeah, that first turn, man, that was always going to claim. So that was Chad and Ken and Sealy sort of got together. Yeah. Look at them get sprayed. Chad yeah. sort of got squirrely at Roxon and then Roxon went across onto Sealy. Yep, yep. And, and is then, that Dino on the yeah, outside? Yeah, Dino or, got caught too. Osborne. Nah, that was Dino. Damn, dude. Well, look, Webb's still in the top That's five. Like, right. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see if Webb can have that same come through the pack sort of speed. Savachi's a Man, dude Marvin, I don't Marvin want. Marvin is fast over that scrub jump. Oh, he got him back. Webb's back. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I just saw that. Far out. That quad is huge, bro. Yeah. Marv's battling Baggett right now oh, for the lead. Marvin's putting up the inside. Damn, Marv looks amazing right now. I thought he was going to struggle so hard, Ben. Yeah. Oh. Here comes Eli, man. He's right there as well. 
I don't know, Baggett's not quite looking that comfortable right now. He's just not hitting his marks as good. Look at the slingshot. Oh, look at There's that. a slingshot. Oh. He lied to the inside. 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 Got, Got him. him. Yeah, Marvin was in a hard position then, right? Yeah. He had, you know, like he was, he was on the offense and the defense, and it was like, should I go inside or, you know, and follow or am I better to go wide and, and uh, you know, not follow? That was a hard, he was in a really difficult position then. Yeah, he was between a rock and a hard place, literally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Eli, man. He's going to get bagger here. He's just so fast here, dude. Where's he make the pass? Uh, I reckon slingshot in the sand. That's what Levi's saying. Ooh. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Oh. Dude. Wow. That is savage, bro. Yeah. Did you see the direction the ruts were going and the direction his bike was going? Oh, bag it. <laughs> he's going on the outside. Oh, he's going on the outside. Quad. Dude, Two, that inside three. has to happen. After that, Sam. You know, right now, he's just so frustrated right now on his helmet, man. He's just thinking that was a bonehead move. Oh, my oh, God. Stuart, there it was. Stuart. Holy shit. Eli Tomac is a savage. Oh, Marvin, got him. What is up with Baggett, dude? He... Yeah, I said that to you. He's yeah. not hitting his lines, man. Like, just... He wasn't... He wasn't that same rider that... Um, he wasn't that same rider as the heat race, man. And that's what the big... The big show does. You can, you know, feel comfortable in the heat race, especially in those conditions when the track isn't treacherous. Oh, that was a bad corner for Marvin. And uh, and then, you know, when the, when the main event, when the gates drop... Um, it's a different, you know, a different race. That's when the points really get paid, you know, and mentally you've got to show up. And he, to me, he doesn't look like he's in that, you know, even just there, you know. See, yeah. again, there was like two mistakes in that one rut just then, you know. He's not quite hitting his marks. And, and, and as opposed to you see... A little, little surprised by, by Coop here. He hasn't really much at all. He's still within striking distance, but he's certainly... Um, He's lost time to, to uh, uh, Eli, not yeah. so much to Marvin, but yeah. Oh, Whoa, oh Marvin! Oh, oh. Damn, did he make oh, up any man, time? He then? really sprinted off the track then. Oh, I stole it. What? Oh, no, he hasn't. Oh, I stole it, yep. Oh. Dude, what the hell, Marvin? See, this is the stuff like he's just. You want to say, like, it's not your year? Oh, like, Oh, no. That's, that's a broken ankle when you're doing that. Yeah. Uh, or a knee. Down a knee. Mm. Oh. Oh, dude. Nah, don't look. Don't look. Oh. Oh, oh, no. Dude, you know what that could be? That could be Achilles. ACL. Nah, like, you see... No, I oh, didn't you I didn't look? Away. Yeah, I you don't like that shit. Away. You still haven't watched Ken's crash, nah. have you? <laughs> No, oh, I'll never watch. Yeah, don't. 
All right, so now Sabachi and Marv are battling. So now Webb's just gone oh, on the block. Third. Yeah, so because of that whole thing with... No, now he's in second, dude. He's just about to get Baggett. Got him. Dude, that quad is massive. He looks good through the moguls too, eh? Yeah, and tight, look, tight yeah. on the inside. Yep. See? No, you're so right. There's look only how two. much ground he just made through that through that last section and corner. Well, they had the lit pro graphic up before, man. I I think it was when you were when you you'd hung up, and they were saying that he rode forty uh, fifty four yards shorter distance uh, than Austin Faulkner on his best qualifying lap. That's a lot, dude. There you go. That's what I was talking about. That's what I was talking about from last week, and and uh, you know you start doing it on a couple of turns on this track. And it makes a big difference. It's the slingshot. Got yeah. him. Yeah, you're so right. And that's I what Dungey uh, did so well. I think Savachi's uh, dropping the anchor right now. Yeah. Did you ever have much to do with Savachi? Was he at the goat farm? Or oh, he would have been an MTF when you were there. Nah. He's, yeah. I'm like a vet rider compared to him, man. Yeah, true. Whoa, Whoa. Relax there, big boy. Dude, the track is already starting to go away, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's right. I remember that. That he dude, he exploded at Daytona last year. I remember that. He's sort of done it again this year. Oh. So, dude, Tomax, Tomax pulling out. Kind of get the feeling for him right now. Kind of get the feeling for Marvel right now, like mentally hasn't been achieving probably what he was expecting for this year. And, you know, he's probably trying really hard, you know, to, to achieve that. And it just sometimes will get you. Yeah, it ends up going the other way as opposed to, like, clawing back on what you you know your expectations were you sort of just end up digging that hole a little bit deeper man he like got that nice didn't he that quad then he looks like how Austin looked man you're so right when you're just in that zone Chad's up in ninth, dude this is a really good ride from him well, that's a good comeback from Roxon yeah dude 10th <laughs> and Wilson's been following him too but this is huge for the championship. Like, Ken needs to do this. Like, at what point does Ken just start panicking that, you know, Coop's in second, Tomac's sort of in the championship hunt, but it's Webb and... Uh, it's Marv and Roxon that are, like, the championship contenders. Ken's in 10th and Marv's in 4th and struggling. Yeah, I don't think you'll see Roxon panic. I don't think it's in his nature to panic, to be honest. He's, uh, he looks pretty structured and he knows he's he's obviously, you know, come from the ground and in this position right now, he, he'll be pretty confident in his riding and, you know, he didn't even force the issue with that pass. He just rode around the outside. Well, that was a dumb move. Real yeah. dumb. But that, like... Gee, that, that's just stupid. And then to go to the outside and lose more time. Yeah. But I wonder, he, like... He's already struggling. Oh, I wonder oh, if, got lucky then. That was kind of lucky for him. Yeah. I wonder if Chad's just struggling 
fitness wise a little bit at this kind of race like it's going to be a lot longer well not longer but it's going to be more physical than what um, he's had to do all year dude I love that quad that's so sick seeing him jump through the air like that See, Roxton's uh, triple-triple there. That's fast, that line. He's, he's moving. It'll be interesting to see his lap times right now. I mean, he would have got held up that last lap from Reedy, but that is breaking on the track in front of him, so, yeah. Oh, here comes Marv oh, back Marvin. on Baggett. Oh, God damn, that was fast. Oh. Holy shit. Wow. So, Coop just pulled in a second on Tomac then. It was eight seconds, now it's seven. Yeah, I haven't been following it, but um, it, it looks like Marvin's on the move as well, if you see that, and he's... Two, two off he's web. One second, oh no, two off web, sorry, yeah. Two and a bit. Yeah. Man, that's like, this is oh, good. Oh, Marvin, you Whoa, see that? Bro. That line is fast, man. He tripled on, off, and quartered out. That is fast. That's that is gnarly. Very fast. I want to see that again. Yeah. Yeah, that, I haven't... See, that's the first time I've seen that done all night. See that left line? It's the two two factory KDMs are the only two that are running that left left line there. Yeah, Mick just said that the two um, factory KTMs are the only ones that are turning down um, and running it that tight. Ken sort of did, but those two are the only ones that are running that rhythm lane on the, left. on the bottom, you know, the tightest left line. Oh, he's so oh, dog in the sand. Yeah, he and didn't yeah. And see he's riding around those bumps on the outside there. Looks good. Yeah. That time stayed the same though between those three right for this lap. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Marvin's, Marvin's fast, man. You see how quick he was in that turn before the triple? Mm. Let's see if he does that again. Watch Marvin, so. Where is he there? Triple on, off. Quad out. Damn, he's catching Coop. Yeah, that's, that gap's come down for sure. Big time, man. God, he... Oh, and he got the triple out of that. Yeah. He needs to beat Coop in a moto, dude. He needs to steal a bit of momentum, eh? I, I think just for his own personal headspace more than anything. Look, Coop, see how tight Coop yep. went there? That was tight, man. Yeah. God, that's so sick. He's not doing that same. That, yeah, he is doing that, that uh, same. Sand berm is getting pushed, man. Someone's going to end up dropping. Whoa, oh, man. Whoa, oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, Someone's going to end up pushing through that, Sam. Well, that's what Marv so, did last year. They just Marvin showed. made that mistake, and he still made up time in that season. Mm. Yeah, Ricky just said on the broadcast that Coop's losing a lot of time in the whoops, which is normally where you're seeing Marvin lose time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I suppose Coop was losing time a little bit last week in the whoops. Yeah, that's fast, eh? Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit faster. Well, you're just staying so much lower. Oh. Oh. Sorry? You're just staying so much lower. That quad sends you, dude. Like, it looks yeah, yeah, sick. Yeah. It yeah, looks yeah. sick, but... Yeah, that must feel sick. It must feel <laughs> like, so good. I've time here for sure. That... Look how yeah, tight Coop just run that. Inside, he just pulled yeah. away again. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane, bro. 
Yeah, he, you have to slow down, but because the track's so rough, he switched you gain back to the so inside now. Well, that 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 inside in the sand is quick now. It's got a good line. That's not fast going there. No, he just lost all. a lot of time there. But yeah, you're right. That inside's got better now because that outside just getting pushed. It'll be getting less and less stable now, eh? Yeah, and then a long way to go as well, and distance wise. But I think that's the biggest the insiders formed up all night, you know. Mm. So Dean's got up into eleventh now, just past Chad. Oh, so he's going to be in tenth. Hills in seventh. Osborne sixth. Savachi fifth. Those whoops are gnarly, dude. Yeah, when you see those guys going that, I don't want to say slow. Oh yeah, that is slow normally slow, though. When you see them, yeah, what they normally do on those whoops, it's pretty um, different. It's a stacked oh, top ten, Coop. man. Yeah, but he even still pulls Coop away. Just made a massive mistake. Did you see that? And yeah, he still pulled and he away still from pulled. it because he went so tight. The drive coming out of there is just so much better. And this is what I can't believe for Marvin. He's now seen that two laps in a row. If he doesn't change to that on the very next lap, he's just giving up time. Yeah, 100%. Different rhythm there. Yeah, Coop did a really... He rolled the first one and went on off. Yeah. Which was strange. That's... I think the end of that... End of that rut into that rhythm lane, he must be finding it hard to follow the rut all the way around and jump on now it must be getting pretty technical yeah yeah Coop missed it missed it oh and here comes Marv whoa dude Marv. did you see what Marvin did he, he just <laughs> rammed through that section he just skimmed it dude he just skimmed a rhythm section yeah he that's wa- what's different about Daytona man you could not pull that off at a typical supercross track <laughs> Dude, no matter what mistake Coop makes, it's like he can just get the power. Here's that inside again. It's just like he can just get the power to the ground and just keep pulling away. Marv just made a bit more of a mistake then too. Yeah. That's high speed. Up all gone inside here now. Oh, no, Marvin. Oh, that's way slower, man. Way slower going out there now. It's, but he's fast at the end of that section. Coop made the double then. That's what we said at the very start of the show, like, before we called you, man. This is the only race of the year where there's 23 riders on the gate and the 23rd rider is the track, and you've got to deal with that motherfucker every single lap. Yeah, yeah. Not very often that uh, you watch these guys in the whoops and Marvin is the, is the faster one. <laughs> 100%, man. Man, yeah. imagine if Coop knew that line... Um, that Marv was doing in that rhythm section like he, he just doesn't have eyes in the back of his head so he can't pick up on it but that really is the yeah, only part sure. of the track where Marv is faster did you, than Coop sorry to cut you off did you see that again like we went super tight like you could not go physically any tighter on that corner same again here yep you know and uh, boy Marvin was pretty quick that time but oh, he's still had a Coop in that, in that previous standard pulled away Oh, man. Nah, that inside's just better now. And yeah, now he's going to go to the outside. Yep. Again, this is what played out last week. He's trying to do these different lines, but they're not faster lines. So he's committing to a slower no, line. Well, you're going to... 
when you when you're racing a guy like Coop right now, right, who's taking such short routes on actual physically on the track, you have to go that much faster around a rougher, wider, longer uh, line that it's going to be hard to get the job done. Really, Coop has to be super slow to actually all make a major mistake, um, you know, to get past them is what it comes down to. Yeah, you're so right, man. It's honestly like Monaco Formula One. Like, you can get out front there, and as long as you just stay on those lines and you don't make a mistake, like, it's almost impossible to pass you. And the fact that they're teammates means yeah. that he just he can't run it in on Coop right now. Yeah, but you can. Like, really, like, you're going for a world championship. You think that with like them... Last lap, man. Yeah, dude, that went quick. Last lap. You think, though, yeah. that, like, training together at the back... Oh, no, it's, all it's over. over. Blew it. And just like it's that... Over. It's done. Yeah, you've got it, man. You're going for a world championship, you know, like. So yeah. you think just to hell with the relationship through the weekend, uh, through the week, and you just got to do what you got to do to win? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, though, like, you think about it, right? So, like, let's say Cooper Webb and Marv walk into a bar. Who's going to win that bar fight? <laughs> Come on, Ben. Who's going to win that bar fight? Cooper. In that same thing, like I think there's that instinctual like alpha male DNA, like yeah, you know what I mean. To where it's like, is Marv even gonna? Yeah, it's a track and it's a dirt bike, but is it that different to just walking into a bar and fighting the dude? Like mentally, you've got to have the same thing. Like you know a dude you can walk into a bar and handle, and at the same time you know a dude that you can walk into yeah. the bar and not handle. Dude, Eli again at Daytona. So, I mean, that's maybe why you're not seeing Marv run it in, because it's like that, it's just that same thing. Like, those two walk in a bar and I know he's walking out. Cooper Webb will bite oh, your damn nose off, We've seen him run bro. it in. We've seen him do it before. Mm. Has right. he, like, got roll-offs on? Probably. He's kooky like that. Maybe, I don't know, I thought I was seeing things. Maybe not. Oh, that does look like it. Dude, I think he does. It looks like he had roll-offs underneath his tear-offs. Oh, it just looked like the, you know, the black roll... Yeah, those are roll-offs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right, dude. That's out of it. That's weird, eh? It had to be for the sand. Must be, yeah. I've seen Marvin was running that, you know, how those arrows have those extra, uh, extra peak visor things. I saw he was running that for the sand. Uh, dude, the sand got Marv again two years in a row. Damn, Ben Townley, what a race. What a race to buddy come on the old uh, Supercross Companion, mate. That was a barn burner. Yeah, well, uh, Coop, Coop let it down a little bit. I thought that he had more in him after watching that heat race. To me, he, he obviously didn't start that well. He, he, again, you know, and this is how you win those championships. He wasn't great tonight, but he still got second. Like, he struggled all the way through probably half of that moto, and then he sort of found his feet, and he got baggered, and he obviously Marvin made that mistake. But, um, yeah, he wasn't, like, the that dominant guy. And we haven't seen that now for, what is it, three rounds? The Triple Crown last weekend in, where was last weekend? Atlanta, and then tonight. Haven't been that same form, but he's got second, second, 
and a boot in those three rounds on what looks like fairly sort of below par riding for him. Mm, Is that and, fair to say? Oh, dude, 100%. And I think at Atlanta was a really good example. And like... We talked about it on this show last week, and it'd be cool to get your insight on it, is that the confidence that he would have walked away with from that win in Atlanta to know, like, he would have known that he just got one, you know, he had one really, not given to him, but he he got that win when he probably knew he shouldn't have. Like, what does that do for your confidence to then go to say, you know, you're in the second practice and the track starts getting a little bit rough and you're not feeling it? Do you then lean back on it and go like, you know what? I wasn't feeling Atlanta and I still won. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I was saying that for earlier tonight in terms of the way the heat race went. You know, he didn't do, didn't ride to that, you know, that standard that we're talking about, yet he was still able to pass some, some legitimates, you know, as it came down the stretch at the end of that heat race. And, and then, you know, the same thing here in main event you know he didn't get that start and he just sort of you know chipped away chipped away and and now ends up second and you know i don't know who's second in order it was roxon second the points he's extended his points lead again dude mom you know? almost so might take pretty, second in the points now because really? yeah well they were pretty tight and then ken what did ken get eighth or ninth i, I didn't get to see the results but ken was yeah way back on marv so I mean, Marv is probably second in the points now to Coop. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, damn. I don't know that... I don't think that Coop would have had anything for Eli tonight, though. Nah, but Eli wasn't... It's not like he smoked him either. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, we've seen Eli at Daytona just land absolute paddling. What's on the back of Eli's helmet? I don't know. Dirt Shark, probably. The homie. No, uh, we've seen, I'm not we've sure. We've seen Eli lay a paddling. Let's, let's listen to this. Yeah, I'll turn this up a minute. Damn, they really made a mess of this audio. <laughs> Started working on Blake. Gosh, that was a good battle. Went huge up the wall to finish the pass. And after that, I yeah, you did. Felt really good. Like the whole day, I was a little bit off. Yes, yeah, sure I did. Started, you know, being more comfortable, more comfortable, and then uh, send it. Yes. I just felt effortless, got the flow, and that's so important on this track. It wasn't Stuart big, but it was decent. <laughs> it was solid. It was big enough. It's, it's, it's on the podium for sending it. RC is top. He's got the top of the podium at High Point in like 06 or 07. And then Stewart at Daytona. And then now Eli, that's third. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in agreement with that top three. I don't know if anyone... Dude, the crash that James had when he went over the bars at Daytona. That Maybe that was... I don't know if that was 09 when he went over the bars massive bro like that was so big yeah. and then he got up yeah. and like still passed all the best dudes in the world pretty much unconscious it looked like a rag doll eh, the way it happened dude like I don't oh here we go here's cute How good is that for color commentary from that guy? You know, that's good detail. 
What did he say? I, I just missed it then. Well, it was a crazy race, to be honest. I was uh, up there at one point, then I went back and had to regroup. And Observed three different rhythms. Up there, made mm. some good passes, uh, but we were all battling hard. You know, Eli got out front and got that lead, and uh, man, he rode a great race. So uh, I got into second and made a lot of mistakes, missed some rhythms, like I said, trying anything I could. And, uh, I think I was just far enough behind him where I couldn't really see what he was doing, and uh, he had a really good line in the whoops I just saw on the replay. So uh, yeah, I was I was happy with that man. It was a hard-fought second. Marv was riding great. He was all over me. Um, like I said, I made a lot of mistakes, but I'm happy. It's, it was a uh, tough week, so um, it was good for me to come here and get on the podium. And you know, Eli's he's the man of this track, so we got some work to do next year, but. Uh, it's nice to be up here again, you know, second place is solid, these fans are, are awesome, we're, we're here at Daytona, it's, uh, it's cool to be up here, and just want to give it up to the Lord, um, the whole Red Bull KTM team, uh, Thor, Bell Helmets, uh, Alpine Star Boots, 100%, the mechanic Carlos, my mechanic Nate, uh, my family, my girlfriend, just everybody, and uh, yeah, Daytona, baby, we're back, back in second, so uh, we're making progress. Yeah, dude, I really like his commentary, eh? Like, he always seems to add, like, really good stuff. Yeah, well, what he said there, if you didn't hear it, he was like, I watched you three laps in a row on that main rhythm line, uh, main rhythm lane, and you did three different rhythms, and so, like, that's really good detail for, you know, to catch that. Yeah, 100%, man. I was charging super hard, but at the same time, I was making mistakes, and, uh, man, I got scared a few times, and, uh... I'm glad I'm here. I didn't, uh, you know, crash big time or anything. It was uh, I had some sketchy moment, unfortunately. Uh, but man, I was giving 100%. So um, yeah, no regrets and uh, still no good. regrets. Uh, I had to charge back uh, from maybe. Not really sure about that. Thor oh, gear, eh, myself. So yeah, charging hard. I think they've. Um, I think they've. Um, yeah. Bring back Chad Reed in Thor. That was the that was the heyday. Chad Reed, Villapoto, the Vulcan gear. They had some cool stuff going on back then. Alright, Marv's interviews are quite possibly the longest in Supercross history ever. <laughs> for, a guy, for a guy that does not speak, speak English. <laughs> his, his first language is French. Uh, <laughs> it's probably... I've thought about it though before. Like, I Damn. think he trails... Yeah, so... Oh, Eli into second in the series. Marv tied with Marv. Kenny wow. fourth. Wow, that's a big swing, eh? That is big. Welcome back to the championship, Eli Tomac. That's huge, bro. So what was it? Yeah, 19 I points. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, ex- yeah, I didn't expect to see that, actually. Me either. I knew, I, I had a feeling that Ken uh, would be behind e Marv now. Dude, I really hope Plessinger's okay. That could be like an Achilles dude, eh? Mm. That's not good. Um, yeah, man, I... That's that's really big. Like, does that give Eli a bit of a sniff now to think that he could actually get back and win this championship? Well, you'd, you'd like to think so, so you'd, you'd have a really good run for this championship, but... It just depends on if that Eli can show up each week. And obviously, you know, we see glimpses of it, but it's not consistent enough to run for a championship. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, that's a real hard one. Like last week, man, was 
he was so far off it compared to the previous weekend and this weekend, you know. So it's a real, real interesting, really. Yeah, and then, and then think, you think that yeah. Daytona is like his track, so it's like he's almost given us a bit of a tease because it's like that's what he's capable of. But he sort of always does that at Daytona. It's like the Atlantas, when you have that, you know, that weekend that, like, that's sort of indicative of Eli as well as these dominant victories. So it's like it, it's pretty hard to put that, you know, like put any sort of faith in it, in him at this point, right? And like you know, it's under there, but it's like, are we just going to see it all the time? You know, I guess it comes back to the, you know, the fact of what we're seeing from Cooper in terms of what he's able to do on an average day, or you know, when he has his performances, a little subpar. I guess you know, it's it's still a really good result in that in that uh, grand scheme of things. So that's what it comes down to, and we've heard it. You know, it's an overused term, but you know, you win your championships on your bad days, and uh, that's certainly what Trooper's being able to to execute uh, from what what we're seeing. Yeah, man, uh, totally. Eh? Yeah, that just got interesting though. Like, Coop can definitely, uh, Eli can definitely. Like, what do we got? Seven more rounds? Eight more rounds? Indianapolis next week. Yeah, Indy next week. So I mean, Eli can go on a run, and it can be, can be his year. You know, I don't know. But like you said, Coop's sort of doing it on like his bad days is still on the box. Yeah, the thing with um, going on a run, you know, you'd have to. It seems to me at, at right now in the year twenty nineteen, we've got three or four guys there you've got Eli Marvin Webb and Roxon whereas when he got on a run was it when Dungey was there there was really only Dungey that was you know the consistent front runner mm-hmm. and he was able to slot into second all of the time whereas if you get on a run now you've got two or three other guys that can really mix the points up and the run can you can easily grab more than three points do you understand you get where I'm coming yeah, from you yeah, know it could yeah. be easy to chop that points if you do get on a run because Marvin and let's say let's say Eli wants to get on a run then you've got Marvin and Roxon and Webb that are battling over second and that can chop and change weekly you know so you know it's still well within reach in my opinion it's just whether Eli can get the run going and the thing is is that at the end of the day, Eli's got the three wins, but then his bad races have been super bad. So you've got... It's almost like Eli's playing the spoiler role at this point in the season, if that makes sense. Like, he, he's not the dude that's going on, on the run. It's like he's the guy that is helping Cooper in a way up to this point. But tonight he moves into second in the championship. Like, he went from fourth to second tonight. So it's like he he's sort of being the cat amongst the pigeons and the outside chance for the championship but with tonight moving up in the points the way that he did he's sort of yeah now he now like you said Marv and Ken are in that position of like if they start stealing wins away then they're the spoilers yeah sure so, yeah. what do you reckon and then it goes back then it goes back to what we're saying about Webb and the fact that he's just been you know been able to when he hasn't won it's always been you know backing it up with a second hmm yeah, no, it's it's definitely a cool year. Like I was, 
I was wondering, um, I sort of said it, I think a little bit at the end of the last one of these, like, are we in, are we in a place where it's like the most exciting season ever because all these dudes are so good or are we just literally dealing with a group of dudes that don't know how to win a 450 title and it's so exciting because none of these guys have really ever figured it out yeah probably yeah probably lean towards that I don't think yeah I don't know it's hard to say I I lean towards it I don't think that they can close it out uh, but in saying that Some, know, one of them is um, going to you know like it, it, that will change but in Vegas. saying that Roxon Roxon has closed out other major championships and, and you know the, all of them have actually yeah, but you know Roxon and Marvin have got world championships multiple to their name and, and national MX uh, and, 250 championships and Cooper's 250 got a bunch West. of them Eli's got a bunch of them yeah you know so that's what I'm saying the only dude that's won a championship none of them have won the elusive mm. well none of them have won the elusive Supercross championship you know and the only one on the line right now that's been able to close out a 450 Supercross title is Chad Reed, and he's not in this title picture so like really we yeah no I tend to no I tend not to agree that it is closing it out I think Oh, where'd you go, Ben? We've lost Townley. He's gone. I told you the service was shit in here, Ben. Told you FaceTime audio. <laughs> I'll try FaceTime audio him. That'll be better. Calling Ben back, everybody. Hello? Yeah, sorry, bro. Yeah, that uh, we just dropped out. We lost traction. So I tend to side with the first comment, really, that it is more of a just a very close group of riders, to, to from my opinion, anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like but, you know, you know, you want to build as guys that are now like you know sort of putting content out there to the internet and to the fans and are really trying to you know we're, we're the hype machine essentially how how uh, qualified we are to do so on my end is definitely debatable but like at the end of the day like that's really what we're doing like we're sort of generating this hype around a season but it's like are we hyping it off the wrong thing are we hyping it off this is no, the most no, I competitive think that if you go through and look at the stats that all you know, I mean, qualified, that's not the right thing to say. They're, they're winning main events and leading the most prestigious motocross championship, or, you know, a dirt bike championship in the world. So they're obviously very qualified, but if you look at the stats of what they've achieved, they've all closed out major championships. Hmm. This is the item that all four of them have not won yet. So I, I wouldn't go to say that, they, you know, they can't close it out. I think it's just they are, they are tight on in terms of... Uh, you know, outright speed, they're all pretty tight on that and, you know, clearly at times Eli has slightly more on the tank, but then he can go the opposite way like he did last weekend and so it's, um, you know, either way either way you look at it, it's providing us with an uh, amazing championship to follow and that's what we want as fans. You and I spoke about this when we did the very first podcast, that's what we want. 
mm. won a championship. Yeah, you know, it's not showing up at round ten, and it's a procedure from that point on. Because I definitely wouldn't turn the TV on to to watch that. Yeah, no, I and I totally agree. It's just it is interesting. Like that's the two sides of the coin that we we sort of get to talk about. I wonder too, or while I got you to ask, like with Eli. I think you see him win Daytona because, like, his whole style is just that super aggressive, like, slam into the face of everything, over jump everything. Like, he's just got that senders mentality. Um, do you think that that's why he can do so well at Daytona? But then you look at, you know, when a track gets rough and you don't have that wiggle room you talked about, is that why he sees consistency problems? Uh, you know, as far as Daytona goes, I think there's probably a lot of confidence there as well. You know, we've seen him be able to, and I think think that came from the fact that it was more, it's more outdoor style orientated track, and that probably gave him the confidence to start with. But now, in terms of actually going to Daytona, I think. You know, he goes there with the mindset, well, this is my house type of thing in yeah. terms of Daytona. As far as other Supercross track goes, uh, you know, it's, I don't I don't know that you can put a finger on it with him because at times, you know, he can, he can go through a West Coast event and, you know, absolutely hammer it. And it's not that, you know, that East Coast style, soft sort of rutted um, style of racetrack either. So it's... Yeah, I don't like know. Phoenix I, I, is a good I, I example of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know if if I can really answer that, uh, that comment to be fair. Like it's, it's just um, a mystery. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, yeah. how was that, man? You enjoyed the uh, the commentary of that? I, I, dude, it was sick. Like you definitely did a way better job breaking that shit down than I ever could. So I, uh, I definitely oh, I hope, appreciate I hope you coming that, on. Uh, yeah, I hope that the listeners enjoyed it. Um, you know. I really enjoy, uh, you know, this new age of how we can do this for, you know, uh, I guess, you know, the fans out there and uh, everyone involved in, in our sport. I think it's, you know, a totally new age and I hope that people like um, what I can give some detail towards and hopefully it's a, hopefully it's something interesting for them. <laughs> no, dude, what's for sure. Mm. It's interesting though, no, like... The hard thing is the time delay, obviously, on the phone, because I, I talk over you all the time and vice versa, so I'm not sure if we can sort that out. I'm not sure if that's achievable or not, really. I oh, just got to get out of bloody hen's head, bro. It's a dive. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think, like, to add on that, man, like, what... Um, I was talking to this with a friend in the States the other day, and, and I honestly, like, I've got a bit of a weird relationship with doing all this and talking the way that we do on these podcasts and stuff like because i mean i'm just a dude that filmed i went to a bunch of races i probably i mean i was thinking about the other day like out of everyone that's in australia right now i mean unless there's like some mechanic i don't know about or whatever like there's probably not that many dudes that went to as many supercross races as i did over those seven years of being over there but it's like that's really the only qualification in terms of to talk about this stuff so i mean it's something that someone could critique about doing these podcasts. But at the end of the day, like I started thinking about it and it's like, if you look at like the UFC or you look at boxing and, and you know, all these other sports that are so big and 
they have such a extensive media coverage and they've got all these dudes that do these podcasts and they've got these guys that will give their commentary on events and things like that and to me it's like we've only ever really embraced a pretty small voice in motocross and supercross and that has been like racer x and Transworld, really and you know steve mathers he was the first dude to do his thing and and his voice is definitely being heard but now it's like in my head i'm like dude i think it's cool that we've got like ricky and emig doing their podcast mathers obviously does his wygant does his stuff and it's like really what we're doing is like we're building the culture of this sport to be a bit closer to the ufc to be a bit closer to these other sports that that have been doing a good job and embracing new media embracing this whole podcast thing embracing putting shit up on youtube as it happens and to me it's like i definitely you know i definitely was like well fuck i feel a bit weird about me personally being the one that speaks on this kind of stuff but at the end of the day it's like even if you don't agree with what i'm saying at least it's giving you something to think about and i think that's an exciting time for motocross and supercross is that we can do this kind of shit so how i'll answer that is because i obviously you know was in america for five odd years as well i guess our sport was never a mainstream sport when tv really ruled for for the mainstream sports in terms of basketball nfl um nascar so there's obviously was always like talk back type shows you know like where they get around and they they critique the race Afterwards, you know, either that evening or Monday, and then there's a, a pre-event show and whatnot. And what's changed for us is the social media internet era, and it's allowing our sport to just talk straight to the listener. Yeah. We're not having to go through a mainstream broadcasting channel to be able to achieve that, and that that is the major factor that's changed. And I think it's awesome because that's exactly like, you know, when you sit down and you watch those you know, like the footy show or whatever you have in Australia or whatever it may be, we have uh, we have a show like that here for rugby, um, you know, and we've been able now to do that for our sport because of what we're able to utilise in this day and age with social media, whatever you want to call it, the internet, really it's allowed us to achieve that and I think that's so good for the sport. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And it's been, you know, it's been something I've embraced a little bit more and, and I definitely had like I think a lot of people do like when they sort of do shit in an industry for a long time they'll just sort of start to be like no man I'm gonna go do something else like and I definitely had a little bit of that and then I don't know I just was thinking about that whole you know adding to the culture like we've got a chance to add to the overall culture of motocross and supercross in you know the future and you know give your boys something cool to watch and just make the world a smaller place uh you know in this in this sport and hopefully elevate it like the more people that you know come across this stuff especially on youtube dude like anyone can find this on youtube now at any time it's not up to being in front of your tv at the very time that we record this and if you're not sitting there on you know nbc when daytona supercross is going like now you can see something about this and it's like how many kids are we gonna maybe potentially capture that might you know see something like this or listen yeah. to a Mathis for, or a Ricky Carmichael thing come up in their suggested window on YouTube for sure and then and buy that's a the ticket pivotal, that's the pivotal factor it doesn't have to be on that big network to to see that like I I was in town the other day I was 
you know, picking up my mountain bike had been serviced and I ran into this guy, I hadn't seen him in years and he was like, oh, I couldn't sleep the other night and then I was on, I don't know, whatever channel of media that he was on and I was like, oh, I came across uh, a podcast of yours and then I listened to it and I said, he said to me, man, I was tired the next day, I was, you know, listening to that for an hour and a half or so and I was like, dude, it was like three hours and he said, no wonder I was tired, yeah. you know, and so they can listen to it at any time, any moment, you know, a lot of people say they listen to stuff like this in their, in their car when they, and that's certainly what I do, you know, when I'm in the car and people probably get a lot of um, red buttons calls from me these days of calls to me these days because I, I really do listen to them I, I love driving along and you know I've been listening to that Roger DeCosta one I found that really interesting hearing about you know when when he was a racer and whatnot and I think there's so, like you said so many different channels for it and uh, everyone is bringing the sport to a better place for that in my opinion like the people that talk negatively about it I mean they just need to piss off because uh, they're not seeing the bigger picture yeah and, and that's it it's like it's it's the same shit we all talk about how do we grow a sport how do we do this how do we do that and I just I don't know I'm at I, yeah I'm at the point where I think like this is a really positive cool way forward and I'm glad that there's so many people that are uh, starting to dip their toe into this sort of uh, spectrum of media and um, and I think it, it's just it's good for everybody involved so yeah and we'll, we'll do this better like I'm you know this is obviously first time and if, if well you didn't even you, think you'd be you, watching if you even re- yeah even if you record what I said earlier we uh, when are we going to start and you're like oh we've already start, yeah. started you know like that's yeah, pretty it's pretty raw what you're hearing so yeah no I, I look forward to it and, Hopefully you'll have me back on, Jace. Pretty please. Can I can I come back on? <laughs> you can come on, mate. I'm just gonna come and gypsy at your house next week with Cooper though, so as long as that's cool. <laughs> oh, you have to check with Coop, man, that's his room. Uh, dude, we might actually we'll oh no, I won't be there next Sunday. I was gonna say we'll probably get to watch it next Sunday, but um, yeah, so alright dude, well we'll let you go. We'll wrap this up. It's almost hit three hours, so I try and keep him under that. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll shoot you I'll shoot you some stuff to put on your Instagram or whatever after. Yeah, nice, nice. i got to go work on dirt bikes. We had, uh, my boys raced on the weekend and they're, they're muddy and they need servicing. So that's my evening for Sunday going. Let's go, Moto Dad. Chuck on a podcast. <laughs> I never get to ride myself anymore. I've got a door on tomorrow and I'm looking forward to it because I can actually ride, actually ride my dirt bike myself instead of just watching them. Yeah, well, I'm keen. We'll be over there and ride with you in the next uh, next week, hopefully. So a week after. Nice, nice. All right, mate. Come Hello, on. champ. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Ben Townley, everyone. What a treat that was. We actually didn't really plan all that, Mick. I'm pretty stoked. Pretty cool, mate. Good analysis from him, mate. Hey? Dude, he's such a savage. Yeah. Like, he really knows. Like, and I mean, that. I'll be the first to admit it. Like, I'm not some Supercross expert. I've been to a lot of races. I've seen a lot of, a lot of races go down, know a lot of the dudes, but... To, to get the analysis the way that Ben just broke it down and looking at lines and things like that um, and it was cool like and I mean he definitely had some of the same opinions of what we for sure um, you know some of our analysis last week so and look at it like we've both both of us live and breathe bikes over mm. a long period of time to hear him going deep further further it's cool like, yeah. it is really cool to sort of see that stuff and picks up on a lot of things that you just don't see yeah, no, nah, it's super cool, man. Tally is a G, uh, one of the nicest dudes you will ever come across. Funny motherfucker as well. Um, so, yeah, that's going to wrap up the Supercross Companion from round 10. 
Uh, that was a really, really cool one. Again, I always say it, but we're just we're slowly just trying to make this better and better. Like it's just it's actually really hard to uh, to get this whole studio stuff all the way right instantly. There's a lot of work that goes into it, so we're gonna keep keep working to make it better. Um, I'd say I'll go and get Ben and Mike so his stuff sounds a little bit better. I think it actually come across all right. Um, yeah, while we were doing that, but um, yeah. Thanks again, Mick. Thanks for coming. Another no worries, mate. crazy race. Just like that, Eli Tomac is back in the championship. Um, we'll get this on iTunes and YouTube ASAP. Um, and yeah, again, we'll just try and sort of line it up so that um, it's easy for you guys to watch. It should be pretty easy this time around. Um, but yeah, thanks again, everyone. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.